When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Vince McMahon finally hands over the reins to his idiotic daughter and doofus son-in-law, that's a monster pop. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Monster Pop Podcast. I'm, as always, Dr. Destruction, PhD, and of course I am accompanied by the student of the game, D. Straight. You're not always Dr. Destruction, PhD. Sometimes you are known as Mr. Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Only on the weekends. (laughs) Of course, we also have the rated R Twitch star, Master of the Ring, Reclaim Joey. Master, Master Bader Master, Master Nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Master that's why you nasty? were. That's why you had mentioned that you were never hard in the ring. You just you know got it all off ahead of time. So yeah, there you go. We had this guy in Memphis. Um, his, the phone number just leaked out, and um, his name was Master Man Ernie. And what? he was this, uh, yeah, he was this creepy BDSM redneck guy. Oh my God. And you could call him up and he'd always have a recording you could listen to. But oftentimes he would answer the phone. And so um, us fucking high school freshmen <laughs> like to fucking torment that motherfucker, dude. And he would stay on the phone and just battle right back, dude. It was great. Great fun. Oh, shit. Wish I'm sure he's it. dead. So RIP, Master Man Ernie. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and dude, somebody did some investigating, and he lived in the house next to Putt Putt, and I don't know. That just added a new wrinkle. <laughs> that it really added does. A new wrinkle to it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyway, you the one man. that lives over there near the Putt Putt, <laughs> dude? Yeah, dude, straight up, that became part of the our oh, repertoire. Man. Oh my! Gosh. Anyway, I've got um, I've got LP's extra long phallus uh, light up jacket on right now, so I'm ready. Rec- I'm ready to record. All right. Oh, did you enjoy that? Uh. The old uh, post-match promo from the G1. Oh, which one? The one that you're referencing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did. I actually didn't see. Um, I actually didn't see the post-match. I just I saw the the Osprey and LP match, uh, which was great. But uh, did you guys? You guys posted that, and I think I saw the still. But I was trying not to get any spoilers because I was so far behind on wrestling this week and kind of cram catched uh, up. Lot fair enough. Up, caught up. Caught up. Fucking conjugation is a bitch this early in the morning. Well, we're we're avoiding so, yeah. we're avoiding the G one today. There, obviously, there's been I think like three nights since we last talked about it, um, and who knows by the time this is out, there might be another one under the belt or more. I don't quite remember the schedule, but we've got to catch up on that. We'll be doing a future episode where we kind of just you know do a little bit of a G one catch up. But today we are covering ROH Death Before Dishonor and the AEW shows. But first, we've got some news stories. Hold on, we forgot to introduce the fourth member of the fucking crew today. Oh? I was wondering if y'all were going to say anything. <laughs> oh, no. Like, <laughs> bro, a bit. so are we going to talk about any UFC or anything or just this fake crap? <laughs> <laughs> he would say some shit like that, too. Oh What's up, Christian? Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I know, you know, I'd really usually like to record on Sunday, but... You know, church. Fusion. Fusion, Fusion church. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of regret not uh, naming the new episode uh, Knights, of the church, Knights of the Fusion Church. I thought I for sure said, that's what you were going to do. I almost <laughs> said Church of Fudge. Church of Fudge? <laughs> yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember Church of Fudge? Is that something you would try to trick someone into Googling? Yes. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, yes, yeah. It's up there with Lemon Party and any other ones? Yeah, Two Girls, One Cup. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that one, one just became. That it's, yeah. That in one. fact, I think it's worse Everyone than that one. That is. It's worse yeah, than everybody two knows two girls one two girls one cop. Or they, they, they may hoax. they may not have seen it, but they at least know it. You're not gonna trick anyone with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Two girls one one cup was a hoax, and like there wasn't ever any footage when you Googled it. <laughs> sure, try it. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> You've seen it though, right? No, it's just it's not a thing. It was just like you. It would just be like you got memed or something. No, it was like, definitely a thing. It would be like the little like happy face guy. Are you trying to troll our whole audience or something right now? No, that's a go. go you try it, dude. I've I've done it. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I we already know what's on your anybody. search history. So no, but like no, Church of Fudge is definitely a thing too. It's a mass hysteria. It's not a thing. Google it if you don't believe me. Google Lemon Party 2. It's not I a thing. I don't listen to him. Do not Google that shit. It would just be like, you got Rick rolled or whatever. No, <laughs> Rick yeah, rolled. I'm not fucking falling. I'm not the, falling for that shit. The ultimate Rick roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm not falling the ultimate. I'm not falling for that, dude. Come on. It's been too long. So let's uh, hop right into the news, shall we? Let's. So the biggest piece of news, as you know, suggested by the opening bit this time, is that Vince McMahon has finally, at long last, retired. Uh, this is in wake of obviously all of the Washington Post stories, but um, some more updates on those as well. Uh, there was um, a report um, that I guess the company found, like the hush money he used. It was personal expenses, but I think it was a little higher than what was previously reported. Um, at fourteen point six uh, million dollars, which is just Fuck. an insane volume of money, and you know it's funny too because we were—I was joking the other day because I found this one really cringe response to like Elon Musk, like just saying like it's been so long since he's had sex, and there's like this guy's like, "Oh, I'll take one for the team and blow you, man." And it was like, man, all <laughs> Vince had to do was just you know solicit that he was horny on Twitter, and someone would have given it to him. He wouldn't have to pay all this hush money. Yeah, Joey's burner account could have fucking chimed in. <laughs> but the probably one of the more interesting things tied to this is that we now know the FEC, the federal government, is in on the Vince McMahon investigation. You always hear this kind of stuff, and almost nothing satisfying or just ever comes of it. But I've been waiting for this day for a long time when he <laughs> steps down. Not because it's just like, well, I can finally start watching WWE again, because that's not what I'm going to do. I've just been, I, I've always just thought about this. Day. I mean, dude, going back to being a teenager, maybe I've thought about this day. And I was thinking about it, and it's kind of satisfying that he's going out in disgrace and not doing like a, you know, roses tour, farewell tour, you know but what Tell I mean? that to the crowd. Tell that to the thank you, Vince McMahon hashtag. Guess straight up. Um, yeah, and this is a pretty, just, and even like, you know, not just the hashtag, but you, when Stephanie like made the announcement, everyone's just like, "Thank you, Vince!" in the crowd. It's like insane that like this is, you know, yeah, this is what the crowd wants. It's just like insane because like everybody like the reason he wasn't there to announce his own retirement. Like when has WWE or any wrestling? When has anybody ever not announced their like retirement in the ring? That's a normal thing. You know, like Daniel yeah, Bryan came out. I, I guess fucking- I mean, yeah, I guess I mean we didn't. Although he did come out those couple times, that was just kind of yeah. like dick swinging. He didn't really say, you know, at the time You're he right. wasn't necessarily going to retire. But, I yeah. mean, we're not getting this big farewell tour and an angle where he's leaving. And, uh, you know, at least we're he not getting that. Yeah. I mean, Something's same, coming. Something's coming. I think you're right. A storm. 
A big um, fucking story is coming. So do you think, so uh, David, are you disappointed that we're not getting a pay-per-view titled Vince McMahon's last match? <sighs> Fuck, dude. Speaking of which, you just reminded me that fucking Ric Flair shit is this weekend. It sure well, is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know it's, Yeah. I'm stoked. But going back to that, it just says what we already knew about the WWE audience. You know, there's no shocks there. Mm-hmm. Like they're fucking terrible. It's a terrible cross section of the population. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, there's you people know, that like compulsively it... watch it just because they always have, or they you know maybe cover wrestling, or they feel they need to keep up with wrestling at large because it's their hobby. But I mean, if you're gonna overlook, uh, you know, rape allegations, uh, etc. I don't know what the et cetera would be after that because that's the headliner. And, and chant thank you to the fucking guy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, just don't say anything if that's what you want to do. Just as cringy is like the people that think that Triple H taking over is like the big fucking change. And there's so many people saying stuff like, um, like AEW's in trouble. Like it's there's it's a big threat to AEW. It's a big threat to like uh or it's 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 gonna be completely different. Like everything's gonna be good now and stuff like that. And like make no mistake, this company is ingrained in just some of the worst possible shit ever. And like outside of the ring, and not only that, but it's more than just you know booking that was bad about WWE. It's the production. It's Kevin Dunn. It's their fucking whole like like demeanor and feeling it's just like when people were like oh well impact is going to be really good because they have a good booker there they had don Callis there and yeah even in the booking honestly was pretty solid but there's just something about the stink of impact that just wouldn't let it go further than it could have right and uh it's the same thing here like we're gonna have triple h and maybe this booking will be a little bit better maybe they'll be allowed to do certain things but man like they're still going to have the same commentators. They're still going to have the same corporate outlook. Um, fucking uh, Khan, what's his name? Nick Khan. Oh Nick Khan, he is still co-CEO, co-CEO of the company. He is still co-CEO of the goddamn and that's company. A, and that's a weird situation, too. From my understand, yeah. that's like really uncommon in the business world, right? having co-CEOs. It's super weird, and make no mistake about it, like this is still the same company. This is still the same company that did tribute to the troops, and uh, you know Ashley Massaro was uh, was raped by military there, and she was pressured not to say anything, you know, to, to you know to, to save the company's ass and stuff like that. Like this is that same fucking company. You want to talk about like hush money and everything? How about that story? And I haven't really seen that story resurface a lot. But like Paul London did an interview recently and he talked about how Vincent Mann was pretty much stalking her and like knocking on her hotel room door late at night and that she was crying because they were telling her that she she had to ride with him in like his jet and everything like that. He was trying to fuck her or something. And then the, 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 fuck, the stuff that happened to her. Remember Hanakomura? Remember like like all the the the, um, the support that she got or the, not that she got, but her family got. After she committed suicide, well, Ashley Massaro committed suicide too, and she went through some fucking horrific shit while she was employed by by WWE, and WWE did nothing to make it right. I so, don't know the whole story there. Like, I don't know what else she was dealing with, but I mean, yeah, I mean, she was yeah. she was gone for a long time before she actually did. You know, that's also true. That's true, but, but that's but you know what? That's something yeah. that 
when 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 when, uh, when someone goes through something like that, yeah, that kind definitely. of sexual right, assault, yeah. it go it's with them for the rest of their lives. And oh, yeah. I just I can't help but feel like the things that she's been through. Yeah, I mean, that, know, I I I've yeah, I have trouble thinking that that didn't. If not, for sure, yeah. yeah if yeah. not, um, just be like the main cause of like <clears throat> her issues and fucking contribute greatly to it. Well, and I mean that story too. Like, I mean, it's it, it's messed up. I mean, like obviously, like the the Vince involved stuff is is messed up too. But like, you know, even like just you know the the, the really the cover up of the sexual assault is like incredible. Like, I mean, it's it's really bad on the company, but mm-hmm. also like it says a lot about our military. Like, oh well, we can't like risk this going public because it would jeopardize our relationship with them, which raises a number of questions like i mean like how much is like the taxpayer dollars going to these fucking tribute to the troop shows mm-hmm. oh um, yeah if, like, yeah if the military is like actually you know like this valuable point of contact for them yeah um, it, it's a valuable business relationship well, I, and, when i heard that i assumed it was just a pr thing but i you're right that's it might, what i thought too. it might be straight up might be a you know a fucking a monetary decision because yeah they may, may be getting some fucking because it was a PR thing, like I think, like you know, taking the military to the task for like, oh hey, you know, like they did this to one of our superstars, like that's this that's horrible. Like I think that would be better for PR than, you and know, the, just, yeah, you know. and the thing is, like you don't need to. They should have gone after it and like sought justice. It's not like you have to throw the entire branch of the military under the bus when you do that. Like motherfuckers right. get court-martialed all the time. For doing fucked up shit, mm-hmm. and presumably. I mean, we've heard pl- too many stories about guys getting away, and then you, that fucking, let alone war crimes. But I mean, we've heard too many stories about guys getting away with shit. But they court martial motherfuckers. I mean, they this sure was do. something yeah. that this motherfucker should still be in Leavenworth. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, it's bad. It's bad. We don't want to read the story here. Um, you know, if you want to read it, you can definitely look it up. It's just you know, it's it's very sensitive stuff. It's. Uh, could also be very triggering and it's not something we're going to get into but man this company is this company's bad and the damage has been done as far as i'm concerned and maybe it'll get better as like far as content goes like i don't care there's enough there's yeah, enough I mean, great, like it's hard enough to keep up with the great wrestling that's going on right now uh and i don't need to add this piece of shit company to it could you forgive yeah, could mean, you forgive all of their crimes and and violations if they would just get the 24/7 title right the 24/7 time. Yeah, right. Are you yeah. Me? They're like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, people are That's just the most absurd thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they fucking fix the book. Oh, oh, they're allowed to say belt again. It's, it's okay everything that's happened. Well, I mean, I was going to say I think Kevin Dunn's days are probably pretty close to numbered. Um very, almost immediately there was like a leak of him saying that like like and this was in the past that he was like, oh, like they shouldn't push Becky Lynch because she's not pretty well, no, enough. You I'm know like, what? Someone had to leak well, that knowing that this would you, fuck. But him you know over. what's crazy though? It, 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 number one, it doesn't fuck him over because he'll he'll still keep his job despite saying that. Number two, Vince McMahon is the one that said that he didn't like his her accent. Rem- I remember that report being out there. Yeah, it was that's Vince true. McMahon. All of a sudden, he's fucking like escaping the heat of that when he's the one that fucking said that he didn't like uh, Becky Lynch's accent. That's wild. To well, why me. didn't he push Seamus all those years then? You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ! If he didn't like Irish accent. Well, we know he's got. Well, we know like because like I remember like he's not a, like a big Southern accent fan, but he really wanted like Brody uh, Lee or you know Luke Harper as he was there to have a Southern accent that he didn't have yeah. because he just like this is like the typecast role. So like you know Seamus like yeah the idea of this you know Celtic warrior or whatever the fuck that his gimmick is like that's. 
has an appeal to him, whereas, you know. Did he have reservations regarding AJ Styles' accent, that Georgia-ass accent of his? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 it's fucking stupid, and, you know, obviously Vince is going to pick and choose, but uh, I just think it's really crazy that Vince is escape, escaping that heat, and he's getting all this fucking uh, thank you, Vince shit, and... I mean, the fact that he's escaping, like, the current heat, largely. I mean, like, yeah, he was, you know, he's lost his yeah. position and whatnot, but, like, the fans just don't care. They're like, oh, you know, this is, like, wrestling. Is, like, this guy changed wrestling. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he did. But, like, you know, that's it's a very mixed legacy. Let's also, the let's, yeah, and, and it's, it's, the results are mixed whether or not he changed it for the better or worse. Yeah. I'm, right. You know, I mean, he, you know, brought one company to the, you know, nationwide stage and, Dude, I don't if it know wasn't, if the territory yeah, if, yeah. concept would have would have survived. It, one of, it might it might not have, but one of those companies probably would have ended up doing what Vince McMahon ended up doing anyways. Like mm-hmm. if it wasn't Vince, it would have been Jim Crockett or something or something or other. Somebody would have fucking popped off. Bill yeah, Watts, it could, yeah, t- t- yeah. Taking over. It would have been. It could have been anyone. And the fact that people are like, he's he's just the one that did it. Okay. And he was successful at it, but he knew that that's where it was going. He at least had the foresight of that. But who fucking cares? Like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what he's. I don't give a fuck. People were gonna love wrestling, and wrestling mm-hmm. was gonna survive one in one form or another. And who knows if it would have been better or if it would have been worse? I don't know. But I don't care. This guy sucks, you know. And and then on top of that, like people like say that oh you know uh, AEW is in trouble, it's gonna have better booking or whatever. And it's like, is it though? Because there's a difference between like it's gonna this is going to be a very corporate version of what a, like of what AEW does. Like it's gonna be like you know I watched Ring of Honor over if yeah, it even perfectly. I watched I watched it. ECW over WWE. I would watch ECW over WWE. I watched ROH over WWE. You know what I mean? Even when WWE was so-called, like, you know, the best thing going, uh, you know, in, like, the mid-2000s oh, or so whatever. terrible yeah. during that. It was terrible yeah. during that Yeah, time. and then but people were fucking said it was great. But I was watching Ring of Honor. And, like, I would still choose... You, you're going to have something that's more sincere and more, like, genuine in AEW and what they're doing. They, 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 they started the company doing what they're doing, you know, from the start. It's, it was from the start. And they want to bring you that that stuff. A lot of fucking corporate bullshit had to happen in order for somebody to be somebody else to be the head of that company or to be the head of creative. And it's not going to be sincere. It's going to be a very corporate version of it. It's going to still be the McDonald's of the pro wrestling world. And you know what? Like, I'm telling you right now, AEW is not in trouble. So I'll never fucking agree with that shit. Well, if AEW gets in trouble, it's going to be because, you know, their bad decisions and they're not perfect right. begin to outweigh their good decisions. Sure. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And- sure, yeah. I mean, like, if we get, if like, they might be tr- in trouble in the sense that, like, I, you might actually realistically have more of a bidding war for talent going, going mm-hmm. forward um, because, you know, Triple H would probably actually see value in a lot of the talent that Vince yeah. doesn't. Things like that. But again, and, you know, like, there's a lot of open questions. And I think for me, like creatively, I think the one thing that like Triple H really like would improve is that like you would probably have very few, if any of those like NXT to main roster fuck ups. Um, you know, the, you have the people that, you know, got over in NXT that always like just floundered in the main roster because Vince didn't get them or whatever. That probably won't happen anymore because. Well, and that also brings brings up the question is how much creative control is Triple H going to end up with? I mean, I guess he has all of it from what I understand. That's true. 
Yeah. He's the head, but you know, is that? I mean, is that? But but I mean, is he going to be booking? Because that's what it comes down to. I mean, you can have. I see. Yeah. Bring the talent well, up the theory, and manage like, the talent, but if you're not booking, at the end of the day, the booking decisions are are what get guys in the position to get over. Yeah. Well, and in theory too, like I mean, you know, I think what Bruce Pritchard was the head of creative under Vince. Like, I mean, Vince still had final say, and I would assume that now it's Stephanie and Nick Khan and Vince. That's my. You think opinion. Vince is still pulling the screen? Strings? Yeah, I, I mean, think so too. Yeah. At least to at least to a degree. At least yeah, until he's like behind bars. And who knows? But... We could speculate. Yeah, it'll never happen. I don't know. I think it could. <laughs> if your boy <laughs> Trump, Joey, who you voted for, by the way, no, I'm not me. I didn't vote for, for his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding. But but if he if he doesn't go to fucking jail, like fucking, I mean, Harvey Weinstein fun. went to jail. Yeah, that's true. Like that's yeah, probably the closest. I would say so. Yeah, I just don't think though. I don't. I don't think there's enough. Uh, like Harvey Weinstein had more fucking smoke coming out in terms of like the rape. Yeah, where I think a lot of the story about Vince focusing focuses on the NDAs regarding like the women that he had sexual relationships yeah. with and the rape kind of uh, just t- talking about the stories that are mainstream, that kind of looms in the background. Mm. There's not any ongoing I, or wait, I, I don't want to say that out of ignorance. I'm not aware of any ongoing lawsuits regarding straight up sexual assault from him where Weinstein fucking had that in spades. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hey, it, it, it could, yeah. There's, there's yeah. more stories. There's a reason he stepped down so suddenly. Because apparently, what I heard was that backstage. Well, I think a lot of that's the federal that investigators, too. which they could turn up all and, kinds and, of like, stuff. Like I heard that he was up up until the night before he just he resigned. He was saying that he wasn't going anywhere. He he knows mm. something's coming, this, and and they've been saying that something's coming, and then right after that we get more, and th- they still say that there's something coming. So there was apparently 14 more million dollars that wasn't accounted for. So now the numbers up, is that is the number up to like uh, 27 000, or 26 thousand or something? Or 26? Was that not 26? Was 000, that in 26 it, I, I was under the impression that was was that new money? I thought that was. Like, I don't know if it was the same, the same money, money, but. It, but I don't know if it's the same money, but sure. it's still two more, more, two more million than they said before. So either way, yeah, like right. there's more money being found, and uh, even money that wasn't like even yeah. if like Vincent Man paid out of his pocket, like there could be some of that too, like that he didn't use company money for that he paid out of his pocket. And it drives me nuts, like a lot of people defending, like, oh well, it's his money; he can do whatever he wants. I mean, like you don't sign an NDA because like you know for shits and giggles like you know this is like you're doing i did it because one you did because something. i thought it was funny well <laughs> of course you did <laughs> but yeah I, I i just think that uh like just more shit's gonna come out man like i, I really do and oh yeah and, and they forced they forced it's forcing wwe to refile their taxes are they refiling are they are they really? refiling or are they oh. are they like having to like um show everything again or, or they're doing something with their taxes like like, yeah, like like four or five years story, worth so. of fucking taxes. You're telling me that these guys would find tax loopholes to exploit and maybe not report everything? That's what it sounds like to me. Tell me corporations do that. I just don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, isn't like their whole like employment structure really like is. a tax loophole? Yeah, independent contractors. Like these independent contractors and whatnot. What like, Straight yeah. up filthy. Straight up filthy. I do wonder, I mean, like, I, I think his retirement maybe is like to try to like, you know, put some smoke 
screen over like some of the stuff at the company itself too because like i mean if the government like takes a closer look at that stuff like because they for whatever reason like wwe has been like immune to this over the years regardless i mean like under the trump era like they had like you know some really cushy gigs like i mean they made i can't remember what Meltzer said he said that like they made they basically made money on their taxes wow from trump like that was how (laughs) that was how you know kind trump was to his buddies um at least financially and but like even before that it's like wrestling is just like this weird underground thing despite being as like i mean it's not like as mainstream as football but it's you know relatively mainstream and yet like weird business stuff is sort of taken advantage of all the time well i think i I think that's more of a reflection of vince mcmahon than it is maybe wrestling at at you know, Maybe, the yeah. whole, you know, because like a lot of right wing motherfuckers and I'm calling you out, you guys are fucking tax cheats and you don't really love America. You love your fucking <laughs> investment portfolio. You you love fucking your narrow ass view of what that means to you, because if you loved America, you'd yeah. pay your fucking taxes. You Straight fucking up. pussies. And you know what? Like, oh, my God. So fucking put down that flag, you motherfuckers, you fake motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyway, Joey voted for Trump, though. Uh, do you guys want to move on? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, does Joey want to defend I, I, himself? I didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> That's all he's, uh... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, all right, so how about this Gresham story? Um, Man, yeah. I thought it, you know, when the match, I, I know he's heel. He had that heel turn, which seems shoehorn, shoehorned in to the angle. Didn't seem necessary for the angle because there wasn't that much build for it, and then the match it didn't seem bad. Like he, I thought he did a good job. With yeah, it. I mean he did he did as good good a job as uh, he could have considering like the short rope that he was given with basically no build, and then the match happened. I don't remember too much heel shit in the match. Do you guys? No, not really. No, no, he, he barely. I mean, even after the match, like I mean they yeah there they was, shook hands. I mean there was he, he hugged. He, he, he came out, like, yeah. He yeah. came out with Prince Nana. He worked, that, that was by it. By the way, actually, no. Yeah, Prince Nana did, did yeah. not come out with him. Oh, he is came that out. What he came was? out okay. after. Oh shit! So, okay. from what I understand, um, Jonathan Gresham was treating this like his last match, which is why he didn't come out with any of his stuff. He was like, "This might be my last match. I want to come out like normal, just me." He looked like he had like a boo boo. He had a boo boo face. Last like, match, in in uh, ROH. Slash no, 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 no. Ever. Ever. Apparently, the word is he's ever. leaving wrestling. Yeah, and he's wow. straight leaving. Like he, 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 his Twitter has gone dark. Everything, and uh, but yeah, he said that it his a uh, promotion terminus yeah. too. He deleted that. Yeah, yeah he owned a promotion, and uh, he's apparently quitting wrestling. So whatever it was made him so mad uh, that he didn't want to have like uh, anything to do with wrestling anymore. So he came out with a boo boo face, like he was. I and I thought he was mad that he had to do the job. Like, and I understand. I mean, he should have been happy to 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 uh, to put over. I mean, if I were in his position, I mean, I don't know what he was mad about, but if, if I were in his position, you would want to put over Claudio. You'd want the brand to get more recognition. You'd want to do this new thing that you got as a heel character. You want to make the most of it, right? But he looked like he, like, but I also understand that he's been carrying the ROH World Championship. We've seen him wrestling all over the place. We've seen him in GCW defending the title. We've seen him all over the place, even before Tony Khan bought the the the, um, the promotion. And he had like mm-hmm. almost no fanfare. We talked about it. We talked about how nobody's talking about him, and you know, and and he kind of got like he didn't get like a fair shake of the deal, I guess. And um, but it seemed like to- they had plans for him, and he was upset. He, so the word is is that he went to Tony 
He was upset about the communication, the lack of communication leading up to the show. And he did not like the direction of his character. I guess he didn't want to be heel. And uh, which is insane because being with Prince Nana as like the fucking crown jewel of the embassy. Well, that was kind of, we should probably note that as well. That was kind of a story that came. So like Prince Nana like replaced yeah. Tolly kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, I bought, yeah, I, I, guess, got, I bought Tolly Blanchard. It was yeah, just like a one line. Yeah. Just the Tolly Blanchard it, thing is done. And here's this fucking word is, is that he skipped shit. the show because he has like a church or ministry or something. A prison. He's ministry. got a, a prison ministry. A fucking fusion church over here. <laughs> so, well, no, I mean that's like I, I don't. That's probably like you know, there's like groups like that where it's like a uh, group and like oh, okay. in a prison, like he's doing it for like you know, so inmates, whatever. He, he missed yeah. the show, but I don't know if that wasn't the plan to, to begin with because Prince Nana, like you'd have to find that dude and like you know, and then book him <laughs> last minute and stuff like that. And uh, let me tell you something. I am a big Prince Nana fan. They called up the Ghani's embassy, brother. Yeah, he's a legit <laughs> prince from what I understand. Um, but yeah, he's really, 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 You're really... you worked. <laughs> no, I think he's like a legit prince. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I think he's... Le- yeah. <laughs> Didn't we look into this before? I feel like we looked into this before. <laughs> I think you might be right. Yeah. You know? was- Either that or we had a dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Prince... I'm looking it up right now. It's Prince he's Nana. saying that he is an Ashanti prince. Yeah, I, I knew he was. <laughs> Anyways, he's phenomenal. Like, he's a phenomenal manager. Phenomenal on the mic. Phenomenal character. And I always thought, like, he would have been great on TV. And I'm so glad to see him get his fucking shake. And, uh, like, it sucks that he won't be managing Jonathan Gresham. I think that would be a really good spot for him. But apparently the, 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 the conversation got so heated that uh, and th- there was a there was a hard disagreement on the direction of Gresham's character, and Gresham started cussing out Tony Khan, and he was so loud that people in the in the locker room could hear him because through the walls and stuff, and uh, yeah, and I guess he asked for his release, and I, it sounds like he got it granted. He went out and did the job and went home. Well, we don't know that, that it was granted. To be fair, that's and, true. That's um, true. And I, my. <sighs> I'm kind of hoping this is something like maybe like let cooler heads prevail a little bit. Um, like give him a little like, you know, is, is this just like a one off outburst? But like you watch the media scrum and there was someone who I can't remember which reporter asked about Gresham, like to Claudio and uh, Tony Khan. And like it was the most awkward response I've ever awkward. seen. I bought these like media scrums. I believe that this is legit. One part of me wants to believe that it might be a work and you're going to have like oh a group God. of... Hold on, hold on. Of course you do. No, no, hold on, no. And you're going to have a group of wrestlers like come back that hate Tony Khan like professionally and it's like him and MJF and some others and stuff. But no, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think what, so. That would be terrible. Sabian. MJF heads a stable of guys who are upset with Tony Khan and like fucking... What does it call him? The union? The, oh my God, the union. <laughs> Wasn't there already a group fucking called Marco, the Union? Marco Stunt fucking <laughs> Marco is Stunt. on somebody's shoulders. Joey Janela. <laughs> All the people that they didn't talk well, to. And actually, Joey Janela did come up with this um, because he did mention that, like, he said he didn't have communi- like it, he because he's talked about communication issues with AEW yeah. in the past. He said his issue was never with Tony. It was with, like, talent, talent relations, relations and whatnot. Yeah. I remember- uh, he said, you know, I could probably shoot, you know, Tony a phone call and probably get a probably answer. Yeah. So he's like, I didn't get mm. re-signed because I'm lazy or whatever, basically. Yeah, more. <laughs> I didn't less. feel like texting him. <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> maybe he was just a, maybe he maybe or maybe he was just, you know afraid for, about the answer. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a story on Twitter about Jonathan Gresham's post wrestling career. It says that uh oh, um, he's shooting a pilot for Webster 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it was. I was funny. whipping out the obscure references. <laughs> Webster 2000. <laughs> oh my god. God. <laughs> the Webster reboot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. What uh, you talk about, Tony? <laughs> not, in, not different strokes. Reboot, oh, my bro. bad. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my god. Well, um, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I it's for me, like, I mean, I don't know how like bad these communication issues were, but like for me, like, that's like in whatever meeting you're told, like, oh, hey, you're you're turning heel. That's when you speak up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be hated, and he's a, he's a strong, proud black man, and every, every everybody that's every, like, there's so many black heels on their fucking shows. I mean, okay, so you've got Hobbs is working heel. You've mm-hmm. got Swerve, who's teasing a heel turn. Mm-hmm. You've got Scorpio Sky, who's a heel. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, who, Lethal, who's a heel. I guess you get over to the women's division, and you've got some baby faces, some heels. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the fucking th- thing as a white guy where I'm fucking running down a checklist in my mind of all the black <laughs> oh people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's probably a slightly higher heel balance. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, especially in the men on the men's roster. Yeah, I mean, well, because, like, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I don't want to get into, you know, color debate, but, like, I mean, technically, like, Ricky and Dante are both black. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't know, maybe that, I don't, I'm not going to say that that's what it was, but, like, I know I would, like, if I were in his shoes, uh, I might feel the same way. Other than Keith Lee, like, which black wrestlers on the roster are babyface, on, on the men's roster are babyface right now? I mean, Swerve still a, is. Yeah, yeah, but Dante, I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, okay. Dante, Dante Martin. Um, okay. I mean, you even oh, you, other heels, uh, Private Party, their heels. Maybe yeah. said, hold on, we'll, we'll give us some baby faces. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, trying to think. Yeah. Uh, ugly acclaimed. Yeah, I guess they yeah, just turned baby yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They just turned baby face. Just though. turned. They've worked heel this whole time. Wow. Okay. Uh, were they? I don't. I don't know. I mean, the whole like acclaim of the guns that like that was like maybe a little heel at first, but well, they weren't going up against other baby faces. Yeah, I mean, it, it became a baby face faction, and Tony doesn't know what to do with it. I just, I just know, I know, I know how Jonathan Gresham carries himself, and I could see this being an issue, but I, maybe not. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's it's a crappy situation. Like it really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucks. But yeah, so this is, I mean, that was the very first match. They open, they end up opening the show with the world title match. I don't know if that was always the plan, but yeah. I mean, I you- think it w- was um, like in kayfabe, they said it was a coin flip and Tony, Tony kept that kayfabe. But I mean, like, and we talked about it before, like the main, the actual main event, it had to be the main event. Yeah, I agree. And like one thing, one thing like uh, also is like, if you're not going to be the main event, you want to be the opener. Like in, yeah. in, in wrestling, you know, sure. you want to set the tone, you want to be the first thing that people see, and you want that responsibility on your shoulders. 
if that was you, the right you know, move. If, if you have the pride. Yeah, and it was good, and the match was fine. I feel like it could have had more time, and apparently he was pissed off about the time yeah, that they were given. Yeah. Okay, like, I thought it could have had more time, too, but I, yeah. I thought it was better than fine. I mean, I thought it yeah. would have really fit in in the yeah. like, golden age of Ring of Honor. I thought it was yeah. terrific. It was, yeah, it was a good match. It was real good. It was just a little short to me. Um, I agree then, with that. Yeah, and, and I think it was for a title match, but if it was going to be the opener, I think it made sense for it to be this yeah. length. I don't know. I could see his complaint for yeah. sure. I would have liked to see it go longer. He's been champ for so long. Uh, he's been he's been carrying the flag of Ring of Honor everywhere. He's been defending it everywhere. And you know what? That man is honestly a champion's champion. And respect to Jonathan Gresham. We respect Jonathan Gresham over here. I love seeing him wrestle live. It was cool when we went to see went to Ring of Honor and see this man wrestle. And um, he so can go. He's to too awesome. Yeah, he's too yeah. awesome, man. To 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 go away i mean mm -hmm. I, I just that sucks if he's yeah, done yeah. if he's gotten bitter and he's done or you know maybe it's just a thing where he needs to step away for a little while yeah he's got what a lot of people don't have and that's his own flavor yeah that yeah no, and, and no honestly yeah like one of his main like shortcomings you know like pun not intended that like everyone always talks oh about his height and whatnot but yeah. like i mean and like obviously yeah like claudio you know completely dwarfs him but like he kind of gives me like it reminded me a little bit of and like this was a better match than that but uh it reminded me a bit of like ishi versus moose when they're talking mm. about like oh this is like a hoss fight and yeah. like there's a huge height difference there too yeah. i'm like but yeah, it's still like, you a know what? Like, fight yeah yeah, it's like, yeah, like, Gresham has, like, kind of that, like, Ishii-like energy of, like, yeah, he's a smaller, you know, shorter dude, but he can he's, still, like, yeah. you know, you he, buy him. Yeah. He's a tank, man. Remember, I Gresham remember, and Ishii would make a great match. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. You, you know, when I, when I was wrestling, uh, they were talking to us about how important, like, physique and build and stuff is, and they had, like, this really skinny guy stand next to another guy who was in, in really good shape. It was shorter, and he's like, "Who would you say is bigger?" And people were like, "Oh, the guy, you know, the, the shorter guy that has muscle and stuff like that, you know." And, and it's because of like how you carry yourself and how you like, you know, how you do your build and everything like that. And, like, I mean, obviously, there's a big difference there, but you can still look like a fucking badass, you know, with a different height, you know. Did they then For come sure. out and oil the muscly guy up and everybody no. takes turns slathering him? Okay. No. <laughs> Did I say that backwards? I'm, you know what? Now that I think about it, they might have said the person that was taller looked bigger. <laughs> Really? Oh I don't remember. God. I don't remember. I, I like how you like had like this whole point that like did, fit with yeah. what we were saying, and now really you've did. just negated it. And I'm like, hold on. That a would second. be such a weird thing to do because the because the moral of the story would have been get taller. The more, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, or the moral of the story would be you, you have fucking to, short marks. Wait, get out of my gym. When you're short, you have to maybe like make like you have to work on your body. You have to work harder than everybody else. You know, but you could still you know. Get up to the, I don't well, remember. You know, I don't case, remember. Gresham, I don't remember that lesson. I straight up don't remember that lesson. I'll beat it into you next time. Uh, well, if that's the <laughs> case, Gresham. Uh, you know, he got the memo. You know what I mean? Like, cause he yeah. fucking he looks like a little bodybuilder. Yeah. And you notice I'm yeah. saying little bodybuilder, which fucking sucks. But I mean, that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. I'm well, sorry, but I mean, he does. I mean, he looks like a a shorter bodybuilder. He's fucking jacked. He's a fucking tank. I know we've talked about it before. When we covered um, uh, Supercard of Honor, yeah. Speaking yeah. speaking of covering uh, covering ROH shows, so that's mm. going to be like our lead in. We're this, we're going to review um, ROH's Death Before Dishonor. Uh, you just want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Do we want to talk about the pre-show at all? 
Because I thought Colt um, Cabana's match was really good with uh, yeah yeah with Anthony Henry. Let's back it up. Yeah, so Colt Cabana versus Anthony Hen- uh, Hendrick with uh, JD Drake in the corner. I thought this was pretty uh, solid. Uh, Colt uh, does um, some kind of weird looking fire ups a few times, but I thought Colt looked pretty good in this match. Yeah. Uh, he, he took most of the heat, but uh, he won with uh, a pretty good looking moonsault. It is pre- it is pretty weird, and you mentioned the fire up. I feel like the Colt Cabana character is a little lost. Like I think it's I a agree. diluted and and gone. And he got into some of the goofy stuff, man. But it's almost like, and I I don't think this is true, but it's it's almost like Cabana is over it. I don't think that's true though. But it kind of come comes across or, that way. Or maybe like as a Booker, the only goofiness I feel was like just his move names, which like I mean he I don't know if he, he wants to call him that anymore it's just commentary it's like oh you're flying apple whirly bird but like everything else looks pretty serious yeah I, I don't know I don't know about that but um yeah I don't know I thought the match was good I see what you're saying he's lost I feel like he's lost from a booking standpoint obviously he was just kind of like dropped out of uh the dark order there's like the CM Punk controversy stuff and like like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like obviously he's lost through a booking standpoint. How do you know? Does Tony even know how to use somebody like Colt Cabana, like like Gabe did or something? You know, like I'm sure he does. Like I mean, we've got comedy guys. I'll he take puts, it. He, dude, yeah, he shits on, on every comedy guy that's in WWE or not WWE. Yeah. But. He's also he's not just a comedy guy yeah. in his promos and character work. He brings that across in his matches while simultaneously being a really solid wrestler who can put on terrific matches, classic matches. His stuff is silly, but it's not silly that doesn't work. Like, he's better than Orange Cassidy. I know, hot take. He's absolutely better than Danhausen. He's funnier than Danhausen. Like, if you want a great comedy wrestler, he's him. And uh, if you need somebody to fill that spot, and it's just fucking a shame that he hasn't been used that way. And anybody that watched right. Ring of Honor, you know, during its heyday, during its golden age, knows how great Colt Cabana actually is. But yeah, I, yeah, I, the, and the, I thought that match was good. Anthony Henry, I don't want to like gloss over him. I know he was like an evolved guy that that Gabe really liked um, before it went under, and they've been booking him, and he's been you know teamed up with uh, with JD Drake and stuff like that. But this was definitely his best match he's had since um, since I, at least this is I haven't seen all of his matches, but. This is the best I've seen him since he left um, Evolve, so good right. for him. Well, yeah, I, mean, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had, and I guess I should note, too, a constant drain on this pay-per-view experience was Bleacher Report. Once again. Yeah, Bleacher Report fucking sucks. Fuck you, Bleacher Report. I'll never use you again. <laughs> I will bootleg. Are you talking about like the audio dropping out. No, the, the audio, but like the entire thing, just like well, that. Well, the audio, the audio was was here for this match, but like everything, just constant. Yeah. it was. It was always a different type of crash. Yeah, all, constant crashing, freezing. Just the video player wasn't optimized at all, and uh, yeah, it it happens sometimes, and then it happens and it doesn't happen for a while, and it's bad. And if there's another option for you to get this paper, get pay per views, I like. I highly recommend doing something else. I will definitely do something else. And if I can't, I will fucking bootleg the fucking... I'll just tell you right now. I will do piracy. I <laughs> I love supporting AEW and the pay-per-views that we watch, or if we watch GCW or ROH or whatever we watch, I love to like like support them. But if you can't get this shit under control, shit we pay for, I will fucking just pirate that shit. 
<laughs> yeah, so the next match was the Shinobi Shadow Squad versus Trustbusters. I I don't really have a lot to say about this. I was, this. like, getting snacks together during this match, so I did not see anything. I know Cheeseburger was in it, and that's all I know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, also, He's, wait, wasn't uh, wasn't it Slim J in the match? Yep, Slim J. Dude, Slim J from, like, early days ROH. Also, so Tony Khan is obviously, like, a big fan of, like, early ROH like we are. He he was he's booking uh, John Walters too the peer the, the ex peer champion I, really? yeah I think he's the guy that um, that Jay Lethal won the peer championship from back then and yeah he's straight up booking that guy he booked Slim J like I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing Azrael and fucking <laughs> like uh, Special K or something <laughs> that'd be that'd be insane uh, but I thought that was kind of cool I mean and he was still good that guy was still good. Slim J was still awesome, yeah. and uh, yeah, I I, uh, I thought this match was. Um, I didn't get to. I didn't watch enough of it, but uh, we then had the quick little Prince Nana uh, segment uh, where he announced that he bought Tully Blanchard Enterprises, and they are rebranding as the Embassy, which leads to the next match, which is the Embassy consisting of Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony versus Blake Christian, Tony Deppin, and Alex Zane. Um, I thought this was a this was a pretty exciting match. It was a little sloppy in some spar- some parts, but uh, I thought it was really good. I mean, you have a lot of like pretty solid workers in here. Um, the uh, embassy mm-hmm. picks up the win here. Yeah, like we said, yeah, I thought everyone looked. I thought everyone looked pretty good. I don't know about Gates of Agony, but Cage looked really good. And fucking, it was great to see my boy Tony Deppin on there. Yeah, yeah, coming out with his fucking like, <laughs> coming out with that funny ass facial expression. That's kind of like. <laughs> I don't know. It's like kind of like the school, sub like, Daniel Gar. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a sub Daniel Garcia fucking like. Yeah. It reminds me of like face. it reminds me of like old school like fucking British brawler fucking faces that he makes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, I really liked. I don't know why I really like that guy. I mean, other than he's a talented wrestler, but I think he has something more than that. Yeah, you've seen him live, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he. Yeah, had a, I like. I like the you. bit with him. I liked the bit with him and Cage at the beginning where he's just like, you know, is like ignoring the whole size difference thing. It's just like getting in his face. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, I guess they're going to keep using him, which is good. Um, I think that uh, I thought this match was cool. I, like I said earlier, Prince Nana is top tier and people that have not seen him before, you're in for a treat. He's amazing. I think I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've got some comments about this crowd and i think based on what we ended up seeing i think most of them have not seen prince nana yeah oh oh yeah let's just get into the crowd the crowd sucked the crowd fucking yeah. sucked this is like a capacity crowd dude dallas what joey was were even half of those seats filled at the dallas show no you think it was ha- half capacity i don't no. even know if it's half capacity and that crowd was fucking hotter than this yeah this yeah. was the highest performing when it, this this performed better than that show yeah but like not only that but like so this is like people that watch aew that bought tickets mm-hmm. that never seen ring of honor in their life and they just went because it's like an aew sub-production or something like that and they've never, yep. they've never seen Ring of Honor because if a if a real Ring of Honor show ran there, even Ring of Honor at its best, they wouldn't have filled even half that. Probably, it would have been. I would have loved to see this just at the National yeah. Guard Armory. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, I, I mean? and I think too, yeah. like what's on, what's like kind of like unfair too, like and I think like kind of like really rip on the crowd, but like in you know, certain matches later in the show, like uh, Rouge versus Dragon Lee, if that was on Dynamite, are you? Oh my that, god, that the crowd would have been insane. Yeah, that fucking match was fucking insane. I mean, look at. 
I mean, look at the reactions like Takeshita like regularly yeah. gets, and like before people even really knew who he was. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, like this guy's a good worker. Like they pop for it, but like this was just yeah, and it, and it's an issue throughout the show. I mean, they were hot for certain parts, but I think the Joe and Lethal really match. I think they were at their hottest. Yeah. The audio is kind Which, of, yeah. I felt like they were, I thought that they might have been mic diff- different, but if we all fucking got the same thing, like. Well, I'm comparing, just comparing some of the stuff. If, if you take the high point, which again, I think it was yeah. Joe Lethal, and then you take, you know, the rest of the show. Yeah, they suck. This is a far cry from the hot Ring of Honor crowds of old. Mm-hmm. And if you think. Dude, even, da- even Dallas, and like I said, uh, and I'm talking about what came across on the feed. You know, because I went back and watched the show we were at. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I can tell you, the feed, yeah, you guys were super hot. And, dude, that building, I don't know if it, I, I think the building is smaller than than this one, number one. And number two, it wasn't even, I don't even think it was at half capacity. And and for, for that crowd to be hotter than this. Mm-hmm. Dude, first of all, there's like $500,000 worth of pro wrestling tees in those fucking seats. Right. At this fucking thing. It's like everybody gets <laughs> yeah. their fucking PWT's fucking shirts. Yeah. It comes to the show. And they fucking want you to see they got their young buck shirt shirt on or whatever, and yeah. they just stand there. And dude, there are so many bored looking faces in the crowd. Yeah. And during some yeah. matches that during some matches that were like people were standing, but they just look bored and tired and like I was just like, what the fuck? Well, uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, and and I and I I kind of get it because there's there's people that they're not they don't know about that they're not like uh there to see and i get that as well but that's some fucking still, low tier sh- that's some low like, tier shit that is that look, is not look at what you're seeing that is not in the spirit of ring of honor of old when you yeah. saw new wrestlers you didn't go who is this or fucking have your fucking arms crossed you fucking paid attention and you watched and you appreciated the pro wrestling because that's what ring of honor was all about well well as we said too like as i said too like i mean even AEW when they have new people you do, they don't the crowd usually is pretty good at reacting to them and a lot of times it was guys they knew against maybe guys they didn't know as much. So it's especially in the main event. Yeah, man, that that I'll talk about that in a minute. I guess we'll wrap up this pre-show then. Uh, oh, Allison- oh, I know what I was going to say. I, I think one of the reasons they may have been quiet uh, is because of what happened during this match. It may have weirded, weirded them out. God. Uh, <laughs> Allison K versus Willow. I don't think the weird part um, would be something they noticed. She peed. Um. <laughs> Listen, I thought this match was really good. Um, Allison K is obviously really good. Um, and we, uh, we're we big fans of Willow here. I think Willow is fucking awesome. And uh, yeah. I thought they had a really good match. It went, hey, Willow, to be to be fair to like this crappy crowd, she did get over with them. She did get over with them, but she's kind of over before. Like people really like Willow. Uh, glad to see her get a big yeah, win enough. here. I guess she's and she's, she's number one. Contender uh, she's now. local. She's local too. Oh okay. Oh, she's yeah. uh she's number one contender, I guess now for the ROH World Championship or World Heavy or World uh, Women's World Championship. And uh, yeah, but it was crazy. I was like, wow, it was cra- Claudia versus Willow, yeah. huh? It was yeah, it was really weird. Um, but yeah, she goes for that gut wrench power bomb at the end of the match and just pisses all over the fucking ring. And uh, it wasn't so much all over the ring; it was like yeah, a it fucking. Was a pretty, okay. it, it was a pretty subtle bit. It, it was, like, it I didn't was notice subtle, it at first. but that shit fucking rained down. She, and I, I mean, the trigger definitely got pulled there for a second. Yeah, and then for for anybody that like thinks that I'm just being a weirdo, uh, my girlfriend Amber uh, is the one that spotted it. So. <laughs> She goes, we watched the match and I was like, oh, awesome. You know, Willow won and I was happy about it. And she goes, 
did she just pee? And then we had, of course, we went back and watched and saw it. And so that was crazy. crazy and this prompted thing. Joey to open the pee fetish channel on the new Discord. No, oh no. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's never coming. Speaking of, <laughs> we're going to be that. Speaking of, uh, join the Discord. It's popping off. And I promise you, there's no pee channel. <laughs> yeah, just, just, you know, <laughs> the part of the match where this happened. But, like, yeah, I'm sure it was a. I'm surprised that it's been, like, so under the radar. Like, I mean, I guess, like, Punk like explicitly drew attention like when he like shit himself in the ring. Did anybody did anybody <laughs> yeah. ever find that? Yeah, he posted it in the Discord. Yeah, it was that it was that and ironically it's you probably his next match back. Uh it was him and uh you know Moxley or Ambrose at the time, and you could see like oh my you know, God. like the shit stains on the on Speaking the Speaking of shit oh stains, God, did you see do-do-do. those chairs at fucking Comic Con? <laughs> oh my god. Somebody tried to pass those off as wrestling fan chairs, which honestly yeah, that, uh, honestly that it might as well be like real talk. Right. I mean, you guys, have, you guys have been to GCW uh, shows. Yeah, like, are you telling me you haven't seen that? Honestly, we haven't really seen. We've seen some fucking subhumans, but like, uh, <laughs> I, like I don't, I haven't seen anybody shit or shit themselves. But I've heard those horror stories. Listen, if you listen to Monster Pop, represent us right and don't fucking shit yourself and wipe your butt, <laughs> clean your ass. If you Next go to a wrestling show, ass. wear deodorant. Represent, uh, <sighs> represent the MPP. Uh, bathe, with, uh, use a with, bidet. with grace, yeah. Use a bidet. Represent the EPP with grace and style. Powder your stuff. Don't doo doo on yourself at a wrestling show, no matter how good uh, Danhausen versus Ricky Starks might be. All right, so uh, yeah, that's the pre-show. So then we move on to the main show. We already talked about uh, Gresham and Claudio. I really just want to uh, add uh, that I loved the post-match celebration. I thought that was like phenomenal. The mm. the uh, the confetti and stuff. The confetti yeah. and like Claudio's reaction yeah. to it, like it just felt like such a big deal of it a did. moment. It means his he first soccer world championship. I, I thought it was weird that like on on Rampage he cut a promo where he's like, "It's the one title that eluded me my whole career." Like the one title, like you've never won an ROH. Well, he said the world title is the one title that's he did. Me. So like any, I thought he said title. the ROH yeah. world title. He said the oh, world okay. title. All right, fair enough. Just generally. it's a good story. So I think that that's. Either way, yeah. Yeah. It's a real good story, and um, yeah, it's good to see him finally get a world championship. He deserves it, you know, despite what was going on with uh, with our good friend John Gresham. Yeah, he's in WWE for how for how many years, and uh, they don't put, give him the world t- any of their world titles. You know, they've had the backup one always, but, you know, he, he's here a month, and Tony's already put the title on yeah. him. We talked about, like, how, like, you know, is this something where he, somebody's going to get pushed really fast for once? And uh, it is. Uh, we then have uh, Daniel Garcia backstage. He buries pure rules um, <laughs> leading into the match. <laughs> and he says he just wants to take take the title from Yuta and smash it. Which did make me for, for a second think, I'm like, man, are they, is this going to be how they just like kind of, you know, trim down the titles? Like Garcia just wins it and just destroys the belt. <laughs> we'll get into that. That does not happen. Um, we then have The Righteous versus Dalton Castle and the boys for the ROH six-man tag title. And we got the righteous. Dalton com- Castle, so yeah, Dalton Castle, so good. he's awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. In uh, a six-man tag, we, I, again, another guy who kind of has his own flavor because of like his size. Just like, and I don't mean like he's big or small. I just mean his particular size and the things that he does and his character stuff. I mean, God, he's so good. I love that guy. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. Um, I like the righteous gimmick too. It was really good. They, it seems like they yeah. just got done playing Far Cry Five, and they came out, and they had the like, you know, the cool music, and they had the, 
the Oregon fucking the Oregon fucking <laughs> yeah gun militia fucking yeah gimmick. exactly Montana. You know they had the girl dancing like the Midsummer girl like dancing. Uh, what's her name? Vita Vita von Star. Yeah, Vita von Star. Vita von Star. It's yeah. weird because like Midsummer. It's weird because like I have a fe- like I don't know when the last time the ROH six man titles were defended, but like we know that like a lot of these guys in the Righteous are like in like other companies that are not rocking this gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. In fact, um, in fact, uh, one of them is in Impact in a stable called Honor No More, and it's a bunch of guys that aren't in Ring of Honor anymore. Honor Yes More now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, Yes More. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if like he's he's you know maybe you know Impact is taped you know for numerous weeks in a row you know maybe they're gonna finish that up or something or you know maybe they just don't give a fuck about what's going on at Impact just like the rest of the wrestling world. Man, both both of those people had shitty asses. That's the thing. Do you think one guy was a shitty ass? He's still talking about the. <laughs> do you think he chairs. just sat in both chairs like he was like, oh, this one's not as comfortable moved, or do you think it was like? Him and like, his homie. Like two, like, like two brothers. They fucking like, well, did, they did the like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, know, Carl Weathers thing. And like, I imagine decided. it's a guy and his girl. That's what I imagine. <laughs> oh well, well, you know, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, like, people it's, who have it's, poor hygiene sort of band together, right? You well, know, one guy it's, shits. It's a, it's a no. niche community. One guy shits. And then the other guy's like, bro, I shit. And the other guy, the other guy's like such a good friend <laughs> that he doesn't we want him to, do. he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to feel he doesn't want him to feel alone and wants to like be there for so his he, friend so he's like bro don't worry i'll shit too and they just both shit and they fucking hold hands <laughs> like arnold and carl weathers all right and, and enough enough of the shit we are permanently <laughs> enough moving of this shit. Me too. i'm tired of this shit <laughs> okay guys we've had about enough of this shit i had enough yeah. of this all shit right. i'm gonna squeeze uh, it out my ass onto this chair all right, this is shitty, guys. This is shitty. Let's okay, move on. Where, 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 where. Uh, hey, so, two cool gimmicks, six man tag team yeah. titles, more fucking championships in these companies. Um, but still, that was awesome and uh, good to see Dalton Castle and his boys get the win. Yeah, uh, more so, Dalton Castle. Put him on TV. Put him wherever. That entrance alone is fucking mm-hmm. money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then we had Sanjay and Jay Lethal. Uh, they're all in white, and Sanjay says that in Indian culture, you wear white head to toe for funerals, and it's going to be Joe's funeral. I thought you wore black for um, funerals. Not in India. In Indian, in Indian culture. Also in India, I think on your birthday, you when you go out to eat with people, you pay. Really? For real? Yeah. So it's opposite day in India, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We then had Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta for the ROH peer title match. Uh, I thought this was awesome. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, Regal and commentary really added something to this, like to the storytelling and whatnot. He and it was interesting too because they didn't really work the pure rules that much as far as the rope breaks were concerned. Um, there was only one rope break mm-hmm. used the entire match, uh, but Wheeler had noted on commentary that uh, the Blackpool Combat Club was going to beat the shit out of Garcia, or uh, not Garcia, uh, Yuta, if he used a single rope break, and he never did. Um, but Yuta eventually wins with a roll up. It was a cool. It was a cool pinning combination. Yeah, like it looked brutal, and it looked it's, like you I had, think it yeah, was you this, can't kick out from that. I think it was the same one he did on Dynamite that pissed uh, Orange Cassidy off because it was from yeah. uh, Chuck Taylor. Oh yeah, and he was like Chuck taught him that pin. Yeah, <laughs> angriest I've ever heard Orange Cassidy. We'll talk about that uh, later. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. What do you guys that's think? It was all right. I liked it. Um, good young guns match, and just refused to. Give I you mean, I any, thought I thought he was praise. good. I thought <laughs> Daniel Garcia was better. It was. I was happy to see uh, 
Daniel Garcia get a you know a high profile singles match again, and you know that's good. That guy needs more of that. Yeah, I thought Yudo was yeah. really good. I think he's really good. But since we were talking about bodies earlier, does he skip back day? <laughs> because he's got a he's got a decent physique, and then his back he looks like a like an eight year old kid. <laughs> Such a weird I mean? observation. Talking about Yudo. Right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, do some deadlifts, do some fucking rows, do some fucking pull downs, do something, bro. They don't have I mean, those. They don't have those fucking, machines in the Blackpool Combat Club. I hate, in two two segments in a row, I've disappointed myself. One, I'm I, I said do some rows, bro, do some pull downs, bro, and then last segment I said Dalton Castle's intro is money, like I'm Vince Vaughn and fucking swingers. So I need to evaluate my persona here, but but seriously, like he looks his back, it looks like a little kid's back. I don't know. Yeah. I never really noticed, honestly. Well, what, like, what, dude? Yeah, check it out. Check out when <laughs> he's back. <laughs> yes. Um, the one what one other cool on thing there? this match was you did have uh, like so Garcia was wearing the maroon uh, from Regal mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan or Bryan mm-hmm. Danielson as was noted, and uh, they also did uh, each other's mentors uh, moves. So he did a Regal stretch, and then Yuta did a lion tamer to him. Which was what got the rope break. We then had the brother versus brother match of Dragon Lee versus Roosh, which would have been like, and this is like literally just like the definition of like I, I think I was listening to Meltz talk about this, where he's like the clap crowds in Japan are better than this. I didn't realize they were brothers. I didn't either. I, didn't I had either. no idea, dude. And, dude, uh, yeah. Dragon Lee is one of the fucking most yeah. So good he's to one see of him back. Dangerous wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Like. Not danger. Well, actually, I would say maybe danger to his opponents too, but also just the fucking wild shit he's willing to do. Like his matches with Hiromu are now like legendary for how fucking dangerous they are. And man, this fucking match was awesome. Yeah, this was like super good. And uh, I don't know if it, if it was because of this match, but they were like, oh yeah, Roosh also gets a AEW championship. What was match. the. Also- also, they did. A, oh, yeah, he does because okay. he won the match. Yeah. He's winning so, for sure. I, I, you know, another th- cool thing that they did. I just wanted to like point this out is the uh, the corner double stomp that you've seen wrestlers do that set up. I know Andrade does it and like um, like uh, Alberto Del Rio did it and stuff like that. This was the most like like logical way I've ever seen anybody do it where he wasn't like hung up for a, a, a certain amount of time. Like it was. I can't explain it, but when they did it, it looked like he wasn't being set up for it. I've never seen anybody do it right like that. And that was mm-hmm. awesome. So, also that fucking uh, dive to the ring where he fucking like lawn darts into the table. God. You were convinced his neck was I, broken. Dude, I thought he died. I was like, he's dead. He is dead. <laughs> he got up like a second later. Yeah, he got up just fine. But, but yeah, that, ma- that match fucking ruled. That is one that you should go out, out of your way to watch. Yeah, yeah I mean... As I think the crowd like took it down a bit, but like in in like they didn't deserve this match. This match was fucking yeah, awesome. It really was. Uh, another match that kind of uh, the crowd kind of fucked was Serena Deeb versus Mercedes Martinez for the ROH Women's Title. This I did not get to see. I, I it saw was, the it, it was the best Mercedes Martinez match I've seen uh, since she's been with AAW and stuff. Although it wasn't, it still wasn't that great. Like they were still kind of. It was very inconsistent. Like there were there were like flat there were like yeah. flashes of greatness in this match like like stuff that you were like damn this is way better than I thought it would be and then in brant 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 like fucking hit like shit the bed like it got like it was so just uneven but it wasn't bad either like it was fine it was fine for where it was on the card and could have been better mm-hmm. I think yeah and and again too it's just like one of those things where like 
had this been on dynamite it probably would have had a better reaction and probably would have like you know because like the crowd just plays a big role in how you evaluate matches too like you know if the crowd's excited you're excited to watch it um you know it keeps your eyes glued to it glued to the screen and whatnot yeah. but we then had jay lethal versus samoa joe for the roh tv championship this match fucking ruled yeah so like i loved yeah most of the match wasn't uh actually part of the match <laughs> um they just start like just beating the shit out of each other on the outside for a long part of it and then finally like they uh like pilmanize joe's arm uh with a chair and then like throw him back in the ring and like jay's like you know bring the fucking bell and like let's go uh and like joe's just like you know lumped in the corner um but joe eventually makes a comeback and wins this was really good this would have fit in again classic yeah. ring of honor like this could have been a legit death yeah. before dishonor match in golden era with the heat i mean almost shades of joe necro when it starts out with just that fucking like vicious brawl um maybe that's fucking like out of line but i mean just in terms of them just going right at it and fucking stiff shotting the shit talking joe was like Come here, yeah. you little bitch. It, was, it just seems fuck, so yeah. pissed. <laughs> yeah. Legitimate pissed off. And he is, man, Joe has lost nothing in the ring. No, he has lost no athleticism. Yeah. What yeah, the fuck? Super good. And like, he's lost some, like he's lost some hair. That's it. But no athleticism. <laughs> and I feel you there, bro. Oh my God. He's yeah. so fucking good. This should just be, uh, he, I want him just to be, he needs to be in like main event yeah. pictures. Like I've on TV. Yeah. God, he's so good. This match ruled, and it would have been the best match of the night if the if the main event wasn't on just another fucking plane of existence. Just how good it was. Yeah. Um, you could just so after yeah. this match, how do you feel about uh, Ric Flair saying that Jay Lethal's a, like a prelim guy? Oh my god, it's so oh, funny! Man. And again, the the crowd the crowd was hottest for this. I, I agree. credit you know the, they this all this match is but. We talked about them being an AEW crowd, and this match by far got the most build on AEW it's TV. True. In fact, for months, it's been built on AEW yeah. TV. It's it's you know it's not even close. Where Briscoes, they don't even fucking. I don't, I don't, did they even show them on TV? No. On AEW, they just talked about. It. They didn't yeah. even as much as show their likeness on AEW yeah. TV. I was fucking shocked though. Moving in this match, how fucking like. Little the crowd seemed to know yeah. who the Briscoes were. You know, were. going back to the, I was before fucking we, before stunned. We, before we go on to that match, that. I want to talk about something else in in, in the Joe <clears throat> versus Lethal match. Can we not pass over like how fucking incredible Jay Lethal was in the match? Oh yeah, no, we shouldn't. But it, I mean, that's not. not a surprise. It's just that Joe's had so many injuries and he's older. I know he's not too much older than Jay, but he's older than Jay Lethal by what at yeah. least five years or so, and he's been through the ringer with injuries and. Man, he's just, he's not lost anything. And we haven't seen him wrestle lately. God, he's just so good. Like, he got up on that fucking Uranagi. Like, he's just, it's just fucking insane. Yeah. He's so good. Like, he's like about, uh, what is it, six years older than Jay Lethal? Is that it? I mean, there is so much history here for everyone who. Yeah, they showed showed some video packages of, like, you know. Them like kind of like went with like the the mentorship and whatnot, like old ROH days and stuff. People like also, that. when they teamed up at Manhattan Mayhem, yeah. you know, when when Joe was like, "All right, you little shit, like you're my protege, yeah. let's fucking take on." It, it was Homicide and Loki. That match, that match is oh, awesome. God, it's so, so good, chaotic in like the best possible way. It's just amazing. And it was in a main event spot too. I think that was a main event, and it they lived up to it. Like the crowd was so hot. That's 
pantheon. Yeah, and I, I remember, I remember like, like, and, like I remember like I yeah. just started like watching a whole lot of Ring of Honor, and then we we saw that match, and like I was just like, you know what, Joe, I, Joe is pretty cool, but he's not really doing it for me. And then we watched that match, and I was just like, oh my god, Joe's like the best wrestler of all time. I fucking it, that match changed me, and like mm-hmm. there's so much in that match that was just so <laughs> good, like Homicide. Homicide became one of my favorites in that match. And that was that was Lethal's kind of like it was kind of his coming out party like le- yeah. he was legitimate ever. He was he was like he had to be he was like 19 at the time. Yeah, I think he was 19. Yeah. And like uh yeah, he's just he's so good and I I think more people need to like I think just more people need to be talking about Jay Lethal in the same like some of the greats and I feel like they're not for sure they should be. They absolutely should be. Uh, Ric Flair evidently isn't talking about him as one of the greats. So, you well, know. you know, in gimmick wise, but it's gimmick, gimmick wise. But there's a reason why Ric Flair picked him for his last match. You know what I mean? Ric Flair. Well, there's a reason he probably picked him to like you know kind of train him back into ring shape. Yeah, that too. Like or Ric what Flair, resembles ring shape at the age Ric of Flair, eighty or whatever. Yeah, he, and he's a guy who will still fuck with him. <laughs> that too, but like, but but for real, like I mean, Ric Flair, he's not stupid when it comes to how good wrestlers are and there's a reason why he works with Jay Lethal. Uh, if you're good if you're good enough to train the train who's considered one of the greatest of all time then you know you need to be talked about like that. So before we move on to the main event I do want to give a shout out to uh Ian Riccaboni who did his best to impersonate Excalibur and run down the matches for this week but kind of fell uh failed miserably at doing it. Um <laughs> He, tr- you he, tried, he tried. He, yeah. he tried so hard to like do the fast talk thing, but he tripped over his words constantly. <laughs> uh, but, but, but he, yeah, sound like a. Then, Sims then you got Orange Cassidy and. Uh, but then, of course, I'll talk that, that up us. to being like you know a little rusty and stuff. He's not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know no no shade being thrown. I just thought it was kind of funny that he you yeah. know he tried his best to do it, but <laughs> couldn't do it. We then had Briscoes versus FTR for the ROH Tag Team Championship, a two out of three falls match. Uh, this was a really great match. Uh, it had everything you could want. It even had a Doc Samson cameo. Yeah, it did. And notice he was in FTR's corner. Like Briscoes, they don't get any fucking like medical treatment. Yeah, <laughs> he did have an AEW shirt. He was the and the refs were all AEW refs, but they had you know ROH shirts. But he didn't get one. Man, the, this match had everything we wanted except the crowd it deserved. Right, and that the crowd it deserved. Could you imagine if the crowd could have pushed these guys to even like five percent more? Yeah, like how like it would be the greatest tag team match of all time for sure. Mm-hmm. If they did, I I just really think that I really think that I think if like this had a hot crowd like going fucking bananas, I think I might say that if the in ring stuff was exactly the same. But because the crowd, it just, and it just goes to show you how fucking important that is. It's not fair that that's the case, but it, it just is reality. As it is, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, this was, do you think this topped the match earlier in the year, Joey? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah we, it's, it's, hard it's hard because we say, were there live. Yeah, we were there live, and the match was so fresh. Like, at the time, we had the dream match factor, too. Like, we've been wanting to see that. We were so mm-hmm. pumped to finally see these two top-tier Tag Joey wrestled. was shaking. He held up his hand. He said, look, I'm shaking. No, I did not. But Davey did fucking act like a fool. <laughs> so don't let me get into that. Davey was jumping up in his chair and fucking like he was. I did not yeah, do he that. Did. Well, I, I'm, I, I don't have your like proximity bias to it, but I, I think I preferred the one earlier. Like, I think the crowd helped it too. like mm-hmm. it just 
Really? This okay. match, it, it felt like really fundam- you know. fundamentally, I think this match was probably better. I, Maybe, I thought yeah. so too. So that's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was like, uh, like that. The the fucking first fall was fucking awesome, and then they they both felt like they were frantically, like they really got over like this is our last chance, this is the last fall, and they were fucking fighting their asses off. The fucking the false finishes were perfect, and that finish was fucking like just perfect. When you see like a brutal match, like how often do you see like a really mm. cool brutal spot? And if it's not the finisher, it's not the fucking finish of the match. And you're like, that should have finished the match. That was, and they did mm-hmm. it. They fucking did it. They had the balls to fucking <laughs> do it. It looked so brutal. Oh my god, that match was just for sure. It really, it yeah. really did. Because guys kick out of that shit because it's not like a special move yeah. or a finishing move, but like a fucking super pile driver. Like you don't kick out if you kick out of that. Like fuck you. Yeah. You know. Uh, that I, I I'm trying to remember if I've ever. Seen I have. That I've seen a. I saw where it's just that. Where it's just that. Yeah. Vertical, oh yeah. I saw uh, like a go back to Naito versus uh, versus Kota Ibushi and night one of the G one. Okay. They they did uh, some dude, fucking. They did shit, yeah, right? and they yeah. did the fucking. They did the top rope pile driver. <laughs> it was a top rope. That was that was oh a second God. rope pile driver. They did a top rope okay. pile driver. <laughs> And it was insane, yeah, shit. yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, so I think fundamentally this match was better, uh, but the other match had some pro wrestling magic. So honestly, I there was there was a weird bit in this match with like the quote unquote big rig that was kicked out yeah. of, where like it was like kind of like I mean I it's fine for it to be a little like you know impromptu one up, but like the commentary was really trying to put over like oh man like no one's ever cut like you know, kicked out of it or whatever. I'm like, they, they like took a year to like pin the guy. Like, and the, right, yeah, it wasn't that. Thing, it was like yeah. the ref was down. So like, it was like a sit, like a six yeah. count that he kicked out of. I'm like, there's like a billion asterisks to this. Like first yeah. kick out. Like, are we really going to like put that over? I kind of liked the, the way they hit it out of nowhere and it didn't look like super like clean or whatever, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Like that they were able to kind of big rig out of nowhere. It just seems like something you couldn't do, but. They, they kind of got it because it was on kind of a reversal. I mean, it looked cool, but yeah. But of course, they do the spot where the ref is is out. I think, uh, does Cash get hit with the fucking, or Dax gets hit with the J-Driller and like the crowd counts to fucking like yeah. 10 or whatever? Yeah. On the pin, but then later he kicks out the J-Driller yeah. anyway at like mm-hmm. two and three quarters. Okay, the ref bump. I, I think it was meant to be like, you know, J-Ducks and, and Dax knocks the ref out, but... Homie moved. Homie like missed his cue and moved, and Dax had to like target mosh him. <laughs> did you guys see? Did, I don't know if I you didn't guys fucking. No. Oh my god. He okay. It looks like he. If you watch it back, it looks like it's like a heel turn from FDR because it's he fucking moved so far out of the way to knock right. the ref out. Like he oh, has yeah. to he has to turn ninety degrees and like move over a step to the left and punch the ref yeah. out. Can we like it was, Can we talk about that uh, idea for a minute? Him turning um, heel, especially yeah. after. No, yeah. So like the promo they cut after this match and the promo they cut on uh, Dynamite, these guys can never go heel. They again, definitely right? can't. That was. Uh, no. I know we haven't gotten to it no. yet because we're gonna review it and we're kind of ruin- reviewing this stuff out of order. But man, that was like promo of the year. Like, I mean, it was up there for sure. There's been like so many great promos this year. Like this has been the best year for promos in a long, long time. It was a good promo, and they brought the Briscoes back in there. I honestly just think. That they should have fucking like again reminded the crowd how fucking good yeah. the Briscoes are. I think it should have been a little bit more about the Briscoes because they just left. 
you know, after the handshake, they just fucking like walked out. It's just like, no, 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 no. Give them their fucking flowers, dude. These fucking Oh, the, guys, the post-match one? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. They're every bit as good as FTR. And I I mean, they're my favorite tag team of all time. And I, I They might be better, too. I, I'd say they could be better, too, yeah. but Maybe. You know, I'm the guy who said we're living in the era of yeah. F- the FTR, and we really are. It's They're the best thing going in all of wrestling, and I think in the entire world right now. And I, I fucking I, mean that, taking in Japan and everything. So, yeah, it is probably right for them to go over the Briscoes, especially since half the crowd didn't know who the fuck the Briscoes were. <laughs> and having them beat, you know, the guys who are the hottest thing going mm-hmm. right now, in my opinion, might have not been the right move. With that said, I would have done it because I'm a mark. But yeah, I just I think they should have fucking put over the Briscoes a little yeah. bit more here. For them to slide out, it's like, well, bye Briscoes. I guess well, we're not apparently they're signed. See. They're signed to ROH. Okay, well, yeah. so they're getting some Tony. So money. that's, that's good, good for them. But also, like um, to your point about like going heel or whatever, or not be able to going heel ever again. You can do those kinds of things in like a match, uh, like a match sentiment. Like I've seen Tanahashi do it, right? Like that was like the that was like sure, the crux yeah. of one of their ma- of one of his matches with like uh with Okada, and I know he's done it since then. Where and yeah. Cody did it a shit ton when he was like he TNT did it because champion. I don't know if that was like laziness or what, but I don't know what that was about. But the way when Tanahashi did it, he had like a story <laughs> reason to do it, and it was because like he got to a point where he was so desperate he couldn't beat Okada anymore. Okada had already surpassed him. So he was like pulling out all the stops, and like that was when the fucking fans booed him and for a, a little bit during the match. And but in those matches, he still came up short. So like even despite him like breaking the rules, you know he still ended up coming short. It didn't work out for him, and they didn't do that in this match. But you can do that if you were to have that situation. You can still do these things where you do little heel tendencies. If you're, it, it shows desperation to win in a match. Uh, like it, it, it helps. Sure, but I, I'm just saying, like, as like full fledged characters, right. I don't think you could turn yeah, these at least guys not heel. Right now. Which mm. is wild because, like, you know, they were heel like you know most of their career or like all of their career as a tag team until mm. pretty recently. But like, they're like such a mega like and really old school really baby are. faces. Like, I apparently after after the match went off, after like you know the paper went off, they like had like some kid in the ring and whatnot that they like celebrated with and whatnot. Like, just like pure like old school stuff yeah uh, it, it remind there it's in fact that dax promo reminded me of that jim Cornette promo when Cornette turned babyface uh against paul Heyman, and he had that bloody like that bloody mm. suit i i definitely recommend people going to watch this but he cut this promo and it sounded just like it like the same kind of like stuff where he talks about his like life the stuff where he talks about things going on and that he's got a fight and all that kind of stuff. It sounded just like that promo, like not in the same, like obviously the subject matter is completely different, but like it was that style of promo. Like if you were able to categorize like genres of promo, it was a hundred percent that kind of promo. And you don't hear that from hmm. anyone these days. And it was just, it was good. It was so good. Um, Back to this match. Uh, this was like you said, it was on another plane yeah. of exi- existence. I can't wait to watch it again. That was really good. Okay, so I was trying to avoid spoilers because I ended up working during this match when it was live. I didn't get to watch with you guys. In fact, I didn't get to watch until Monday night, and I hadn't heard anything about it. And so I thought, man, maybe it just was disappointing because sometimes if something is you know, next level, even trying to avoid spoilers, they just fucking find you. And it didn't happen with this. So I guess I did a better job than normal. This was as 
as good or better than I even I thought it was going to be. And my expectations were fucking skyscraper yeah. for this. Oh my god, dude, this is. I mean, just can't take this for granted that we're in an era where the tag team title match is the main event, and it should be against the two greatest tag teams in the world. For sure. And FTR again, they should main event, you know, all out as well against someone. It's not going to be the Briscoes. It's fucking. We don't live in that just of a world, but <laughs> they should be on the main event of that. Uh, though it does seem like they've set up their next challengers for the ROH. Uh, tag yeah. Guys. Joey, did you like that two guys Who is it? slapped together? Wait, did I miss that? Did they it's Yuta really? and Claudio. Fucking Claudio came out. Yeah, yeah. they came no, out and stared them down. Don't all. you remember? Because, you know, they've got belts. The, the other oh, guys that's got right. Belts. Is that they, what it was? I thought they were just like, it was belts. all the champions like standing together. That's I think right. So, yeah. I remember that. I think, I think this is... Ugh, God, please don't do that. I don't think that's a... I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat FTR. Like, let's face it. And like, that can set up like maybe you get like Dax versus Claudio. Like, that's. I mean, if it was Claudio and if they threw Claudio and Danielson together as a Blackpool Combat Club tag team, maybe they beat FTR. Um, maybe, but uh, not, with, not with Yuta. because you can always just call him the Black Black. Yeah, he's gonna take the pin. But Blackpool Combat Club is you know they're building that, and they could just call the tag team that when they're referring to them. So. But yeah, with Yuta in there, they're not beating FTR. No fucking way. It's a weird idea anyway. Uh, I mean, I, I it kind of like, I, I get it. Like, it's like, you know, they're, you know, this is a team that's champions. They're a team that's champions. I I think this is just kind of like, we're not building this for like a pay-per-view. This is just kind of like, you'll see this on TV at some point. Yeah. 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 And and you know what? It'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be really good. Like, and that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's, you know. They're not a real threat to the titles, but you know they'll probably have a great match. I mean, we got to take the time to just again appreciate FDR. We're not wrestling the Briscoes, and I'm just I'm just kind of a mark like that for the underdog. Like I always want to see them get what they deserve, which is I, I would have loved to see them win here, and especially if they're signed to Ring of Honor, they're eventually. You would think FTR is going to drop those belts, and who the fuck else are you going to drop mm-hmm. them to? The, the Briscoe Brothers. Right? I guess they just didn't want to do it yet. Yeah, I mean, if if the Young Bucks beat FTR, I don't think, I think, that, titles, I mean, I think the money that. matches what we've been saying. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be like winner take all. Young Young Bucks versus FTR. I think that's the mo- yeah. But you don't give them yeah. But you don't you don't give them that that way. Maybe not. You don't give the Young Bucks. That I way. wouldn't. I mean, then they just and again, I think that's the. I think if I had to book a main event for All Out, it's that. It, I'm taking into account like what. AW fans, you know, want or whatever, and how popular the Young Bucks are, blah blah blah. That's the main event I'm booking. But again, we just saw it on TV a couple months ago. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta have a fucking awesome build for it. But um, I definitely don't want to see them like as Ring of Honor champions, unless it's just like a portfolio of belts. But I also don't like that too much either. So yeah, you want fair. all the belts. But again, dude, the the thing that's looming is that they are IWGP tag team champions. And yeah. At some point, I gotta hope they go to Japan. I hope Japan doesn't come to them. Well, I'm, so. I'm just like part of me with that is it's just like you know they're going to drop it to like two singles guys together because that's just the tag division of New Japan. But I mean, if they get Taichi and Zach back together, I'm okay. With yeah, it. I'm not, fine with it's, that. It's also like, not as bad. It's not as bad in New Japan though because. It's not like 
teams that are running over real teams and two like they have they have like a whole faction system there like that's the whole thing that's the whole like structure of new japan is factions so it's okay it's Mm -hmm. okay i think that's definitely makes it okay it's okay or it's okay or it's more okay i would still like to see more okay Yeah, more okay. Yeah, I just yeah, I just think with like the the way New Japan's tag division is, it, I don't. With it's that, too much. It's too fluid. Where it's just like, oh hey, like Sonata or Sonata and Naito are teaming up right. for a couple months, and then well, like they're not like. With with that said, mm-hmm. when they do have a real tag team there, they push them hard. The Young Bucks, uh, uh, Carl Anderson, sure. Luke Gallows, who else? Rapongi Vice. Like when they have real tag teams, they get pushed over the two singles guys always all right so let's uh take a time warp back to earlier in the week to AEW dynamite um from july 20th we open up with and i unfortunately did not uh, i came in a little late so i didn't see this match we open up brody king versus darby allen this match was fucking awesome it was brutal mm-hmm. it was fucking mean and uh, darby lost again <laughs> yeah i caught a few of the the highlight spots it did look pretty vicious <laughs> It was great. I'm glad that they are uh, continuing this. After this match, uh, they sent AEW sent some high-profile wrestlers to Comic-Con, including Darby Allen. I guess Brody showed up and beat his ass or whatever because he beats him again here. Yeah, so they just, they're just constantly coming at him. I, I mean, I guess, that's, yeah. I guess they're setting up a tag match or something, but... Um, that sucks. I want to I see just a... I want to see this rematch series. at yeah. All Out. Yeah, I'd like to see a big series yeah, between them or something. Yeah, I'd like to see Darby go over it all out. Um, Tony Schiavone had a really cool line about Brody slinging Darby around. He said it was like throwing a suitcase onto a bed. That <laughs> was a fucking good line. <laughs> and um, That was a fucking good line. Yeah, there was some fucking scary spots here. Darby, like, holy shit. How is he, like, how do all these guys getting injured and Darby is just <laughs> fine? It's just His insane. bones are just, like, just... made of cartilage. Like, just... <laughs> Gumby. He's younger. I mean, he's not as he's not as big. He doesn't have as much weight, you know, on those ligaments and stuff. That's true. He's probably more limble, limble, limber, and athletic, and uh, and nimble. It'll catch up with him. Of, yeah, nimble, and it'll catch up with him eventually. But for right now, he's fucking making it. And and also, we don't know if he is getting you know lesser profile injuries and just working through them. Yeah, that's which true. I I wouldn't be surprised to hear. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Sting comes out. It seems like they're building Sting and Malachi. Black versus yeah. Is that going to be a singles match? That, I think that's why we're thinking that they'll probably do like a tag match at the pay per view yeah. or something. Because like they usually like to have like Sting on the card if he's available. I like that, and this is this is like stupid. I know it's like kind of hokey or whatever, but I still kind of like the attention to detail where the lights go out and Sting, since he's like a guy that rides the darkness or whatever. He fucking was able to find Malachi Black in the dark. Yeah, you can see him in the dark. dark. You can see him in the dark. dark, He stopped him. Dude, you said because Sting rides the dark. He's like rides the line. He rides the the line of light and dark. Have you ever actually sat down and listened to Ride the Darkness? (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was like I thought it was a cool little detail. I thought it was well done. And then Miro comes out. Miro actually gets a huge pop when he comes out. Yeah. Holy shit. Maybe the biggest one he's had in AEW. Yeah, he's starting to get over again. He comes he, out with his shades on, man. Yeah. He didn't but, go well, goth. No, he had the shades on after well, he, he got fucking sprayed. Yeah. Well, one eye was dark and the other eye was light. <laughs> Some more of this writing oh, the right, light and dark shit. 
So does that mean like Sting just gets to like hang out on like on like the bridge of his nose? Oh god. With his ass with his ass <laughs> out as the tip of his nose. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. His ass uh, out on the tip sh- of his shitting nose. in a Comic Con chair. Oh my All god. Right. Moving on. What if it? What if it turned out that was Sting? Yeah, that, honestly, that's the light and dark is kind of a good like implement for those chairs because there's light and oh white God. chair, like dark doo doo on white what chairs. What if somebody like rewinds? What if somebody finds the footage and it's like, it's like Sting <laughs> Doc Simpson's. <laughs> oh. Oh my God! All right, fucking it's third grade is oh back. My goodness. All right, next up we had Best Friends versus John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, obviously, Wheeler Yuta was formerly part of the Best Friends, and that's kind of the story of this match. Um, Chuck Taylor was his former mentor. He does some of his moves. Uh, Orange Cassidy was on commentary. He's not thrilled about that. Trent never liked Yuta, so he beats the shit out of him. Uh, I thought this was a pretty solid um, tag match. Uh, Yuta gets the win on you know, kind of help build up you know the pay-per-view match that we already talked about. Um, again, then we talked about, I think was it, they called, uh, or Chuck Taylor's is the Waffle House pin. I can't remember what Yuta's pin was called. Oh my God, the Waffle, Waffle House pin. The Waffle House pin? Yeah, that's what they called, uh, uh, the pin that Chuck Taylor put on him. I can't remember what the, uh, reversed pin was called, though. The Shoney's, the Shoney's special. The Shoney's? <laughs> <laughs> didn't like, didn't like, then, uh, In this match, Mox had the best hot tag I've seen in a long time in this match. Yeah, he had a really good hot tag. Hot tags are something that normally don't work for me because guys typically just come in and bump feed for dudes. And when you see someone who knows that that's bullshit, uh, well, that's and it, it, it doesn't help too I, that oftentimes, like you know, and like it happened in the FTR and Briscoe's match is that there's like multiple hot tags paced throughout, and like that kind of is like, well, like this guy's not that fresh. Like he was, you know, recovering yeah. from well, getting yeah. his ass beaten. <laughs> Well, his health, his health bar regenerated over there, bro. You didn't see that? <laughs> Chuck Taylor, I fucking love you, dude. I think you should be in movies. But, bro, get your fucking pant waist tailored, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker spent more time fucking pulling that shit up than he did wrestling. <laughs> I, with that said, I think he when he was wrestling, he was really good. I think he's really good. I think he's good yeah. too. I think he should needs to be showcased more. He's, he's a good personality. Yeah. He's got that fucking charisma. He's got kind of a unique promo. He's kind of doing. He kind of does like what Cole Cabana used to do, yeah. but he's, he's still pulling it off. Yeah. Other than like like Cabana, he's not getting very much exposure. If he spent as much time in the gym as he did pulling up his pants, he might be like. Looking like Wardlow, Maybe, yeah, yeah. Gain a couple yeah. feet, just to... yeah. Before we move on to the next match, Chompy the Shark, the Shark Week mascot, hangs out with Excalibur and Taz. Wasn't it Nyla uh, Rose? This... It was Nyla Rose. Was it actually? Because yeah. I saw there was a thing with Nyla Rose, oh but I didn't God. know if that if that was just a separate thing or if she was just always Chompy. So like monkeypox, no big deal. Just come out on TV dressed as the fucking shark. Which does she have monkeypox? <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a little. I just boy. wanted to squeeze in a monkeypox reference. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that that you know, <laughs> Shark Week, and we'll hear a lot about Shark Week throughout this. Um, we then had Tony Schiavone with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland in the ring. Kevin Gates, the best-selling rapper, is in the crowd. Swerve calls him out. Uh, he calls himself the hip-hop mogul and talks about how he's you know got all these 
media connections. Keith Lee is wearing an anime shirt. Uh, Joey was not happy. What was it? Do we know what it was? Uh, it was a Naruto shirt oh or jacket. God. And then they had like, you know, their new team shirt. I was going to guess that's what it was because it seems like it just seems like some entry level shit. And I'm not surprised that's what he was. Wearing. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> entry level. I'm deep off in the anime. I like Ichi Ichi Goku High School. <laughs> Is that a real one? I don't know anything about that. Show. No, no. I'm like it very well might be, but like I was just thinking, like if it's real, no, I know no. precisely what genre it is, and he's probably gonna be embarrassed to admit that. Is it the one where like? Yeah, if it, I wouldn't be surprised if it is real. <laughs> I have no idea. Joey, when Joey and I worked at the hotel, they used to do this thing called Acon, which is the big Texas anime conference uh, at the hotel. Joey, you weren't there for that, though. I have been to an Acon before, yeah. Okay, you've literally gone <laughs> to it. Yeah. Okay, but I wouldn't have admitted that. No, but listen, I had, listen, we had listen. To work okay, hold on. Like hold on let me, let me, it was unbelievable. Let me elaborate. I, the smell in there no. by Saturday. <laughs> he doesn't want me to elaborate. He doesn't, you could see he doesn't it. want me to elaborate. Let we me, don't have time for you to elaborate. Let me elaborate that. I went to, it was like a, they, they usually do Well, it was do sipping like, for a girl. No, 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 no. It wasn't anything like that. Like, they usually do, like, joint, like, conventions for things like that. Like, they'll do it with, like, a video game convention or something like mm. that. And then I was, I attended the other convention, and it was also there. So, yeah. Mm. I swear. I was simping for a girl, and I knew she'd be there, and I'd been following her around. Look, dude, I was just trying to, like, channel my inner Kawhi, dude. Hey, it was Fortnite Con, man, and they just have to be the share Fortnite. room with Acon. Fortnite Con. Fortnite Con. Joey, if you were gonna dress as a Kawhi type character, what would you be? I don't know any. A panda. I know the cat from <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro or whatever that sh- that one's called. There you go. You could have been that cat. <laughs> I'll be the, the cat. cat. Boss. I'll be the cat. I don't know what it. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I'll just. Well, I mean, that's like a well-known thing. I'll just. From I'll that just movie. like. I'll like, just. A cat buzz. I'll just hit refresh on Twitter and I'll pick whoever whoever the first anime profile picture pops up. That's who I'll be. <laughs> Your cat tail is a butt plug, and when you pull it out to sit down at one of the panels, you shit on the chair. Shit on the white chair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Man, we are off track this week. Yeah, we were off the rails talking about doo doo uh. chairs. <laughs> technical just everything um anyways uh smart mark sterling comes out he interrupts uh says that they've almost completed the people against Swart strickland petition uh they try to get kevin's gay to sign he disagrees he punches tony niece and uh swerve throws cake in smart mark's face and what do you think about the punch garbage i mean the punch looked good but it was a garbage segment garbage the punch wasn't as bad as as i thought but didn't someone um Oh, it was uh, Will Osprey. Somebody cut a video together for him where um, that footage was on there, right? When he was uh, talking shit about Kenny Omega and AEW or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had the footage from, it was always oh, said, uh, you know, you guys got the rejects from 205 Live or whatever. It was yeah. Tony Nese getting punched. And oh, they yeah, also, yeah. he also was like, yeah. Yeah, he was also like saying, like, this is, this company has become something that you didn't want it to be or something like that. Well, I mean, dude, what this means, barring politics or injuries continuing to get in the way uh will osprey and fucking kenny omega is on the horizon oh, yeah. oh for uh, sure i mean they've been question. building that forever yeah are they gonna do a year build to the next forbidden door or are they gonna do a japanese forbidden door wrestle yeah, kingdom. or wrestle kingdom know. like yeah wrestle kingdom just Oof, man 
That's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be a yeah, a banger, good. as the kids say. Uh, we then had a, a pretty weird segment. Tony Schiavone is with the Dark Order, and Butcher and the Blade. John Silver says that he's the Meat Man, so his favorite wrestler is the Butcher, <laughs> and he gives him a Butch shirt. <laughs> Are they referencing Pete Dunne? Is that what this is? Well, Butch is well, that was uh, what they were calling Adam Cole. That was Budge, or no, Budge oh, okay. was Budge. Yeah, so Butch, Budge, yeah. but yeah, and then like it was like. The role that Adam Cole had was basically passed on to Pete Dunne as Butch, so maybe that is what they were. Yeah, that might be the reference. Is that really but, what? Uh, is yeah, that really what they were gonna do with with uh, Adam Cole? They I were gonna have him be like the small, angry guy. Well, you're supposed to be a manager, I think, for Keith Lee. Oh, okay. Well, I thought Pete Dunne was also, just like the, the angry, like, like. Yeah, he I mean, he's like the what? Like what the was little, the fucking um, the small badass? Yeah, what was the comparison that Davy had made before? Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> God, could you imagine yeah. Adam Cole in that role? Like, the exact role? Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. Unbelievable. Also, I, I was going to, like, this is a slight tangent, but uh, it was funny seeing all the WWE guys, like, when, like, Triple H is head of creative now, that, like, all the people that were, like, body shaming Cole a week ago are, like, now, like, oh, man, like, Cole needs to come back and, like, dominate, you know, the main roster or whatever. It's like... Dominate the main fucking... roster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not, like, literally like that, but just, like, you know, like, like oh, you know, like, he's Triple H's guy, so he'll, you know, come back and, you know, you imagine, he'll be in a better position. You imagine Matt Adam Cole dominating anything but a fucking King Buffet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We haven't... He's been off since... Um, he was injured. Door, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, he was hurt, yeah. So yeah, this uh, sets up a segment for a match for a rampage. We then have Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes. Uh, this was a really short match, but I just thought it was hilarious. Joey was super excited that Christian Cage was going to get a match as a heel. I mean, he is in first, immediately tags out, and then tags back in after Luchasaurus squashes <laughs> him to get the pin. And Joey's like, "This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> like just him to be like a like. Yeah, I, I thought it was, heel. It, but you were like expecting like a match, but I was like, this is probably better than. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like I thought it was good. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then, and then, like those two guys at Comic Con, they, they shit the shit fucking white, the white chair. chair. Yeah, and had fucking Jungle Boy's music hit, just at a time when it's just not the hottest spot to do it. At not only was all. it not the hottest spot. But they played his music and he came walking out like not, like nothing, what? dude. There was no fire, no excitement. They'd been building this up, dude. If I was Christian after cutting all these fucking promos and building this heat for him, I'd have been mad, dude. I'd have been so mad. I'd been throwing shit in the locker room. I'd have been pissed. I can't believe this shit. Do they not know what the fuck? I mean, it got Is a it pop. Them? It was going to get a I mean, pop. Like, yeah. What about get, Jungle Boy? It didn't get Is he like incapable that of showing emotion? Pop. Like, what the fuck is this? <sighs> Well, all they, you know, he he talked about the emotion would have written itself if he ran to the ring to kick yeah, some ass. And, like, and you, know, you don't even need you to don't do. need a fucking you don't need your music to play. You can just run your ass out there like you want to fight. And, and then if you do have your music play, I'm okay. I'm okay with the music yeah, playing. But think, yeah, he shouldn't have just come um, out like he should have fucking came out of the fucking crowd. They or talked something. about his dead dad. Like, yeah, just fucking insane. I don't know, dude. We'll see where this goes, but yeah, I agree. This was, and then like the Luchasaurus stuff, like he kind of steps aside. I don't know if that's like, oh, it was like all uh, like a dupe the whole time or what, but I did it, it, at least seeing like Christian Cage run out the uh, arena. That was at least, you know, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, I think Lucha, uh, Jungle Boy definitely needed to have show a little that, bit more it, fire. I know what they're going to do. I mean, 
they had Lucha, Soros, like, step on Jungle Boy's side, which makes zero sense unless he turns on him this week. Yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, there's no, that's what they're doing. The bed's not like, you know, we could still Maybe. wash the shit I don't know, I don't know. Like, we could still that go was, that, was such, that was such a fucking, like, integral part of all of this, was Jungle Boy's return, and this was really stupid. At least, like, run down until, like, you know, like, Luchasaurus is there, then, like, you know, you can have the pause, and, you know, then he steps aside, and then continues the chase or whatever, but they, they, they something needed to be a little bit better here. They didn't even need to do the Luchasaurus part. They could have yeah, had some fire shit out of Luchasaurus and did the Luchasaurus standing by his side next week or something. They didn't have to do it right away. I mean, you had just I mean, bad aside Luchasaurus. You're building you are as building a as a monster, but you're also this wasn't the time. This wasn't the time to do it. Like they weren't even beating the shit out of their opponents after the match or anything. You know, like that would have. He been did the. He did the. He, he did the spot the Jungle Boy used to do, like on like Luchasaurus' yeah, shoulders. But, but also, also like it's still the baby face coming back with like. All this like fucking uh, determination and emotion and stuff like that, and I don't care how much you build Luchasaurus, you can get knocked down by this baby face, and uh, that's, that's so stupid, so stupid. It wasn't the right spot for it, and and then they didn't do even if it was the right spot mm-hmm. for it, they didn't do it right. Man, what? Why? What the fuck, dude? Where's that magic, Tony Khan? You're fucking too busy, dude. Hire fucking Gabe. Hire Gabe. <laughs> Uh, we then had Gun Club backstage. They said they carried the acclaimed for weeks, and now Austin Gun challenges Max Caster to a rap battle Uh-oh. on Rampage. We then had Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. Uh, so Cole Carter, um, we weren't really watching during his NXT run, but I guess he was like killed, like literally murdered. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, yeah, yeah. They like, had that like they have that literally mafia murder. character, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's sleeping with the fishes. They literally just say they kill him. But uh, he was very much alive for this match, and I thought this was a pretty solid match. Like, they, you know, like, they don't usually, like, I, I hesitate to say a no name, but they don't usually give a guy like this, like, that this much stuff. I thought this was really good. It was a great showcase for Ricky. Of course, after the match, Ricky's like, you know, hey, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, let's have another challenge. Dan Housen comes out. He's shocked and says that he didn't mean tonight crowd boo and he said you know you can still watch it at home and uh then he impersonates Danhausen and says that they'll be uh having that match next week he mispronounced his name he's like i'm damn Haubin or something <laughs> yeah, is what he said. it's pretty funny yeah he did yeah he did well he, did, he said his name wrong i can't remember what he what he actually said uh-huh. he didn't say Danhausen. he said i'm damn Haubin. oh did he he fucked it up it was but it was it worked even better because he yeah. fucked it up Man, the Ricky Starks babyface, huge babyface run is inevitable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's, I mean, I hate to make the comparison just because, like, you know, but, like, it's, you know, kind of there in his look already, but, like, you know, kind of the rock. Like, I think that's the kind of babyface run he needs is, like, just, he's got to keep the edge and character to it. Probably going to be the same exact blueprint, man. Yeah. But Dan House, I always get these different, when, when I first discovered the Dan Housen character, like, I think I saw somebody post them online years ago or whatever. I thought, oh, he's doing like a like a UHF horror host gimmick. And that's pretty cool. I'm not sure no, that's he's what he's doing. From, uh, from The Exorcist, he's the Pazuzu. Okay, yeah, that is the makeup yeah. he's got. That's right. The Captain Howdy yeah. or whatever. You know what I get more than anything is fucking... Um, I get fucking like Hanna-Barbera, like Saturday morning, like villain yeah. vibes. Yeah. Well, kind of so, from what I understand, apparently... He could be going up against the Herculoids or fucking well, Thundar. Or... From, from what I understand, he's he it's it started off as like a uh, 
is like a creepy gimmick. Like he even did like he did even did like a face paint from like one of Converge's album cover covers or something like that. Like he was yeah, oh, and he was no. trying to do like monster faces and stuff like that. And then he did the Pazuzu, and then I guess people really like that one the most. Like that's the one that like he I think and, and apparently he did that like as a Halloween costume. It wasn't even like something for wrestling. The other stuff was for wrestling, and then uh, that's just what popped off. And I don't know where like the comedy part came in, but maybe he noticed that a lot of kids liked him and stuff like that. Or he's like, I actually don't know how to be scary. Or that too. Yeah, I mean, he's small. I mean, clearly it's 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 a very weird gimmick that like you probably had to go through you know some uh, trial and error to finally craft. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to the next segment with Tony Schiavone with the goodies. Uh, Willow is taking Chris Statlin and Leander's place in the tag match. Uh, Chris seems, like, kind of weird. She's like, you know, it should be obvious why, and she, like, hits her head. So I don't know if she's, like, concussed or something or what. But, I mean, she gets cleared later anyway, so, you know, not a big deal. And we then have, after that, an excellent babyface promo, as uh, discussed before. Tony Schiavone with FTR. Dax talks about... You know, this little girl was born with a hole in her heart and, you know, worked her ass off to get better. That's his eight-year-old daughter. And he said that he's going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. Crowd is loving it. Uh, this is, like, just super, super babyface stuff. This is definitely, like, a sh- like not a shoe-in, but it's a contender for a promo of the year. Like, my God. It, really? You think I so? I think so, yeah. I really do. And, like, I thought it was so good and... Uh, the delivery was perfect. Um, he started off talking, and by the end, he was fired up. It was very genuine. It was creative, you know, fighting like fight like an eight year old girl. That's so creative. And I mean, then, it's. Mm, I mean, as much as it's like you know a good story and everything, I've also seen that in like campaigns and things for like fundraising and stuff to be fair this uh, is actually uh you can buy that shirt and it does go to uh i think the american heart foundation ah uh, there, there you go so but so yeah but but i've seen but like, it kind of happened fight, like uh, whatever you, i feel you i've seen that like fight like a eight-year-old girl or, i feel you i didn't think it was like promo of the year. I, d- I definitely think it's contender for promo of the year it reminded me uh, it reminds me of like like an old like uh like an old school like promo from the 80s like uh just somebody talking about something that's legit and uh, near and dear to them and then getting fired up or just talking about their life and stuff like that. It definitely reminds me of that uh, Jim Cornette promo uh, when he's feuding with Paul E. He has like the suit with the blood on it and everything. It reminded me of that like style of promo and it was so fucking good. Uh, and you don't see this kind of promo a lot anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. I mean, I think, you know, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, I think the other contenders for this category are probably mostly going to be, like, heel promos. But, uh, and, and then it's just interesting, because we don't really get a ton of, like, these, like, really big, like, just baby face, you know, like, I'm talking about, like, this real stuff that, uh, I mean, you get some of it, but, like, not, not, like, like this. I feel like we're, like, in the era of, like, the return of the baby face. I felt like this era has been coming for a while. And I don't know who it was going to be, like revolved around, but yeah, I feel like the return. Of I the never baby thought it would be FTR, but it would neither, I didn't. Th- yeah, I didn't think it'd be FTR, and and uh, you know, there's some others on the horizon and stuff like that, and um, yeah, it's definitely the fucking return of the babyface, and like I'm 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 glad that you know we don't have it, you know we don't have to worry about like a fucking Roman Reigns or a shitty John Cena or something like that being shoved down your throat to be, you know, the baby face that you believe in or whatever. 
Uh, speaking of people who are not baby faces, though, Jay Lethal and his crew are backstage. Sanjay Dutt is wearing uh, that goofy shark week fin, and uh, they're just, you know, yucking it up, and Christopher Daniels interrupts to challenge uh, Jay Lethal to a match on Rampage, which we saw coming. We then had Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan uh, with, um, who was it, Decane Dupree and uh, Stokely uh, Hathaway versus Athena. It's, uh, it was, uh, yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree. Dupree. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jermaine Dupree! <laughs> I just remember, like, uh, <laughs> commercials and shit from the 90s. He looked so weird or just like sitting there. Friday night at the Apollo. Yeah, like, I, well, they're in Atlanta, and, you know, he's a big producer. Right. Legendary or whatever, but, yeah, I'm not sure that most of the crowd knew who the fuck he was. Yeah, there's going to be a reaction, but he was just kind of, like, just there, like, just sitting, like, watching, just, you know, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, they, they dragged him out, that's for sure. Uh, the highlight of this match is JR's call on commentary. Mocking Jade, he says, yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm the bitch. Yeah, I'm a bitch. Mm. Yeah, he he doesn't. I don't think he <laughs> understands what "I'm that bitch" means. So he was like trying to like fumble over like all of that. <laughs> I'm a bitch. Yeah. I'm a bitch. I'm the what? I'm I'm the bitch. Yeah, like he had no idea. <laughs> it was I'm the bitch. I don't I don't know. I'm a sooner. I know that. <laughs> I, I I wrote this down and immediately I was just seeing this all over the internet. Jr. is trending and it's just this clip over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freaking oh bitch. <laughs> Frick! <laughs> uh, well, this is probably going to come in handy if you guys want to soundbox this one. <laughs> what, I'm a, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for call, sure. Uh, um, we'll do a soundboard. We'll do it. Dude, there needs to be a JR prank call soundboard. There has, oh, right. there has, has to, to be. be. There has to be one. Yeah. I'm mean, just thinking of all the things he up. said over the years. And if we if we can find that, can we somehow rig it up to where we can record the call for the show? <laughs> we could, yeah, yeah. We'll we call can. Baskin Robbins. Yeah, we, we'll call Baskin Robbins. We can absolutely do that, honestly. Um, also, like, I mean, remember, like the 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 legendary "My Ass" like rap song. Yeah, I was gonna say if someone could do that. You can totally rig a prank call. Yeah, you know, Athena and Jade have some chemistry. Yeah, yeah, they do. I thought. Uh, yeah, this yeah. was good. Yeah. This was really good. Hogan's in there doing like the heavy lifting for the baddies or whatever, and like you know, which is crazy to say because she's not really been a heavy lifter, but she gets most of the time like mm-hmm. they save Jade. But when she's in there, like yeah, she had her and like Athena, like they fucking they're doing it up. So that eventual match, like, gonna be hyped. But you know, with the crowd Jade is super hot for wild, this too. Wild, yeah, yeah. Jade is such a wild card at this point. Yeah. In terms of like the her quality, like um if she works within her confines, it could be excellent. Yeah. Is it um I guess that will be the all out match, you think? You think they're gonna hold it for yeah, that probably. long or will it be a dynamite special? They they do they do have a battle for the belts. Um oh, they do. in this upcoming month. So they mm. might. I mean they should just wait. Like I know that they don't build this you know for this long very often especially when they're i mean they can already they can totally of, do some bullshit where like stoke yeah. is like hey like you know they they turned down the challenge so i got you know this jobber to face her instead like they yeah. could totally do something like that 
they can do a rematch or they can even do like a non-title match and you know and, and i know but the, if it's a non-title match it wouldn't be on battle of the belt so and oh, that's true i just wish that they wouldn't do that i wish they would just save it like just save it make us win they might come up with something like yeah somebody gets taken out something you know and they don't typically wait they'll have a match and shenanigans and then they'll do it and just i don't know it seems to like it takes something away like make well, us they've been, wait they've been waiting a long time on this already i feel like they can they have some restraint here yeah so far so good it i think the the big problem is there's only you know four AEW pay-per-views a year and then you've got the big tv yeah. shows but some of these things just feel like they need to wait until the pay-per-view um i'm I, not I, even I, sure they should have done bucks ftr already on tv you know as good as it was I think that, and that's one one thing I actually do like about it, though, is like, yeah, you could wait for pay per view, but I like that you know, each week, you know, you usually has something that's can't miss. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I think like um, overall, and especially you know, compared to you know their rivals, you know, as we yeah. discussed earlier, like they are interested in you actually watching the TV. Like WWE fans have like this weird habit, and, and granted, like the pay per views are like once a month, but they'll like. Just mm-hmm. watch the pay-per-view, which is, like, weird that, like, that's the viewing habit, right? They'll watch the pay-per-view. They won't watch the TV. Uh, after that, we had uh, Tony Shai with Thunderstorm. They announced that Rosa will be defending uh, the AEW Women's title against Miu Yamashita next week. Uh, or this week, you know, when you're listening to this, probably. Uh, Britt interrupts again, uh, begs Tony to take the mic away from Rosa, and her and Jamie will have a tag match on Rampage. We then have the main event... Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho, barbed wire everywhere match, though not quite. There was one side of the ring that did not have barbed wire. Uh, but Justin Roberts did have a barbed wire microphone, which uh, <laughs> Eddie like used to a decent effect uh, early on. Um, the- he also, you guys didn't see this, but he had also, underneath his suit, he had his body wrapped with barbed wire. Oh, yeah. That was more of like a Catholic like flagellation ritual. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, the, you do get a, uh, so they, they show up like, yeah, as they have to match, they have the Jericho Appreciation Society in the shark cage. Uh, Ruby Soho has the key and lift for it, which probably, you know, kind of tipped off that something was going to happen at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we get a hilarious, uh, visual as the pain maker pops up like Rey Mysterio style in his entrance. <laughs> yeah. It was super weird. <laughs> I think uh, your boy uh, Promo Joe did that in his video, too. He just like, yeah. put like, the Rey Mysterio music over it. Yeah, those are good videos. Um, I didn't realize one side of the ring didn't have barbed wire. Was that like the side closest to the hard cam? No, it was the... like If you're looking from the hard cam perspective, so like, you know the audience perspective um, mm-hmm. on TV, it was the uh, right side, I think, didn't have barbed oh. wire on it. Why? I wonder why. They ran out? I don't know. I, I don't thought know. that was weird. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they, for them to get in and out, I have no idea. I, this was a... Supply chain shortage. I don't, I didn't, did you guys like the match? I thought it was horrible. No. Yeah. It wasn't very good. It was It was very, um, like, horrible. sloppy and not in a good way. And It was half-ass, I it, think. Yeah. I don't even know if it was half-ass. It's like, I would have rather have seen, like, a match with, like, a no-rope barbed wire match where they took their time yeah. and they did big spots onto the barbed wire. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. have liked to see something like that. I thought that. that's what it was going to be. I yeah. didn't think they were just going to wrap the 
existing all ropes they did was, I thought they yeah. were taking them things off. All they did was brawl. There were some cool spots, but like it, you're right, it was sloppy. I don't know if I would go as far as to say it was horrible, but yeah. like there was just it was kind of a clown show. Yeah, it, yeah, I didn't think it was horrible either. I just didn't, it wasn't. Very I thought good. it was horrible, and like I, like especially at the end when they were trying to do the the uh, the big part where Eddie you know loses and. Um, Sammy Guevara comes out and he goes for the spinning back fist and Sammy Guevara is out of position. Oh, they oh my god, oh, he, he misses that it. Whole sequence, is and then he rough. fucking pushed him. Oh my god, that was so bad. And uh, it's okay for him to miss something like that, but you know it needs to. You know they need to come out of it yeah. in a creative way, and commentary also needs to it look cover up. For it, it looked like a fucking cartoon. There was there was no way to cover up for that <laughs> yeah. like visual like it was, on commentary. It was yeah. So it was. I mean, you could just do it like a like a shoot. Like, oh, he, he yeah. Missed. Like you had the bit with um, <laughs> just so like, pointed out. You had Ty run out to you know take the key from Ruby. Uh, Anna J tried to stop her, but joins the JAS. Um, and then she tried. You know, she really struggles to open the cage, uh, which is like that's whatever because like they just snuck out of it anyways. Um, <laughs> those bars were yeah. They, they turned sideways. They had a backup. They had a backup plan, dude. I knew. Oh my god! I knew she wasn't gonna be able to get oh, that yeah. thing open. I knew there was gonna be a key botch. Yeah, but, I could just feel it. But that was like the, the shocking thing is that wasn't the key botch. Well, I mean, it was the literal key botch, but you know, it wasn't the yeah. key botch. You know, in the you know metaphorical sense, that was that that came later, unfortunately, with the sequence that Joey was talking about. But, so, have you ever yeah. have you ever seen the uh, the key botch with Mark Henry? And the the uh, the cage is like chained, and he was supposed to use the key on it, and he couldn't do it, and he literally just ripped the fucking chain with his bare hands. And uh, yes, that yeah. is fucking awesome. <laughs> remember, remember the one with yeah. the Royal Rumble with uh, Kevin Owens and Roman, where like the ref just stopped counting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like... What am I? What am I gonna do? God, the world title match. I was mad about yeah. that. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the finish too. Like that one, you just went, you exploded at that. But that's another story. <laughs> so we talked about uh, babyface promos mm-hmm. during the FTR segment, and going back to that, like I knew, I was wondering if Briscoes were going to be on TV. And as soon as everyone started talking about the Briscoes and name dropping them and talking about how great they were, I was like, yeah, they're not coming out. Yeah. Because if they were coming out, you wouldn't have to do the the hard push. But coming back to this match, Eddie has the crowd like eating out of his hand when he comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets the mic. And, dude, they're just fucking going nuts. And his line is... Shark week. <laughs> Shark week. You're going to bleed. Like, what? <laughs> that was so bad. Eddie's promos lately are fucking slipping. I mean, and I think it's because he's losing, and well, not just right here. I think I this think feud is this too. like just not great. Like it's it's over. It's overdone. The, the money shot was supposed to be him. It is, yeah. It's supposed to be him like getting the win over Jericho, and he still hasn't got his win over Jericho. So well, he did get what? one. That's how yeah, it he did. Yeah, that's how that's how like he beat him at the fucking first. Yeah, but he hasn't. Yeah, but they haven't. He hasn't gotten the 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 cathartic one. I mean that was the cathartic you one. Think so? Because they you know yeah, because they played it up like, Oh, you can't beat me, you can't beat me, you yeah, doubt yourself. It was really Jericho's good. Jericho's burned his eye and he's burned Ruby, and that was the whole thing. Yeah, that, that's dude, because they kept it going after yeah, that. Dude, they were on top of the cage, remember? And he was supposed to get that win and everybody wanted him to have the win. And then Claudio's the one that took it from him. Remember, that's the whole crux of this. But I mean, going early on, it's it feels like 
they had a short program, but it was really good. And they had a natural storyline that made sense. And then the pay the match was really good at the pay per view back in was that March? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But and, I just uh, I think that he, it, it was really good and, and he got the win and it was cathartic because that was the whole storyline. And then they kept it going. Yeah. And it's it's shit the bed well, since maybe that. this has gone too long. Yeah, that's why I, I think this has gone too long. And then you had it's it's kinda like what I was talking about earlier, but you had a short build for the pay per view, it was actually really good. And now you're playing the long game, and I don't know exactly what the end game is because do they just do another singles match at the pay per view? I guess is that what you guys think is going to happen? You think they're just going to do a rematch, a singles rematch at All Out? I hope not, because that would be so fucking backwards. I fucking was this supposed to be the blow? Like you have to, it's backwards. It's backwards because. They did all the gimmick matches. They did. They did yeah, a fucking war games match. They did mm-hmm. like it's. It's been backwards. It's so that you're telling me that they're gonna finish it with a singles match. They did a barbed wire match. Like, come on. Like, I mean, it could be a singles match with some fucking like. I don't know what you do. That's more extreme. But like at this point, like, oh, we're going to um, take the ropes off this time. Exploding barbed wire. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, they know they're not doing that. They might. So, they said yeah, they were going to do that again one day, but who knows when. Yeah. But then you have to like, kind of put that like the main event. and like I, mean, I, don't, I don't think this feud's main event worthy anymore. I don't think so either. Uh, and it, what's weird, too, is like this ends like Chris wins, right? You know, he had the barbed shooters effect. But then like Eddie just kind of gets back up and just throws him into this uh barbed wire web and like he's standing tall at the end he's you know he's yeah. upset but like so you would think that would put the cap on this at least for now i with him getting screwed over by sammy and like the and like, that's not, the i don't know i mean like, he threw him in the barbed wire like thing that's why i'm saying he needed that win that cathartic win he needs a new cathartic win and like yeah. you know not to the know. whole thing was like i'm gonna make him bleed i guess is that the it doesn't yeah it's weird it's fucking stupid I mean, well, we kind of know where this is going, uh, at least for one person. But I'm, I, I don't know where Eddie feels like he needs a new direction given to him, and I don't know what that is yet. I'm interested to see what it is, but I'm hoping it gets him away from the JAS stuff. Yeah, I think he's losing his it'd be, identity. Well, it'd, a little it'd bit probably here. be it'd probably be Danielson because remember they were teasing that before. That's true. Yeah. So that they would probably pick he's got that up. they. He's got all these built-in storylines, yeah. Yeah, I think it would yeah. be Danielson next, but the, the, I don't know. I just, or Claudio. I mean, if you want, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thing is, is he would lose the Claudio really bad, and Claudio's the uh, the coveted guy. I don't know. Claudio would kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I could see, I, mean, I could see them building that as a title match. Yeah. Too, to be honest, like I mean, I know we were like thinking that like you know, Punk Kingston was the route, but I mean, I could see them maybe changing course somewhat yeah with punk being out and everything yeah may have changed plans overall and maybe and maybe that's who knows Mm. maybe that's why this has dragged on so far you know what it didn't seem like they were going to get to that this fast but maybe they were yeah i i think you know what oh my god like i think i know where they're going oh yeah Uh yeah we'll talk about it i guess next time (laughs) God damn it. Okay. Oh, because right, oh, oh my God. It's so obvious. But I'll say this Eddie, I think, in, in these promos, going back to that, we, they've kind of been a little rough. They haven't been very good. Like his, his um, Jericho promos. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's because he's trying to channel. I think they're Terry fine. Falk they're just like generic. Really, they're generic, and they're they they kind of seem like he's trying to, you know, he's trying to conjure Terry Funk in like a really contrived way that's not working. Yeah, I mean, I know there was there was a BTE segment with him where he was like literally I can't remember what it was exactly, but he was like he was like cutting a promo on a cookie, and it was like. It was a decent promo, but it was like it was on a cookie, so it's like kind of stupid. Yeah, um, I saw him yeah. do but one like, on like a, feel, on some Sour Patch Kids too. And it was yeah, I good. feel like that's kind of like where we're at with him now, where it's like his delivery is always like really solid, and you like buy into him from his promos and like and and you know just the way he is in the ring too. But I think that like it kind of feels like they've been maybe overly mad libbed lately, where it's just like this isn't really cutting like particularly the deep is, is somebody not like, giving him his bullet points i don't know if he needs the bullet points per se but it's just like he I, there just needs to be something a little bit deeper than just like everybody oh, needs bullet friend. points like you need to like like you need to know what direction you're going in you know i just think he's getting out of his um getting out of his comfort zone a little bit when the stop and you know he did the terry funk cry promo you can't keep going to that well you know you just—he's got to He's dude. He's so he's so good. I mean, the promos are what probably got him. It, it is literally what got him in AEW. Yeah, I'm not. I and I yeah. think he's good in the ring too. But you know, I I think he needs to stick with that fucking classic Eddie promo. Yeah, I agree. You know, you can get out well, of there. I, you can think, get out of that every once in a while. I think one of the things not every week is like every promo he's trying to to cut is like he's angry and he's pissed off because they keep fucking him over. Like the fucked over babyface promo, where he's trying to like, uh, like they're, every one of them is like really intense. He's not cutting the promo yeah. like, you know, you know, I used to, I used to be from the streets and now I'm here. You know, it's not any of that anymore. It's uh, it's just angry, angry, angry. Angry is good, but I think like, but there's only so much you, you can say. You what said, are you gonna say? You, I, I'm gonna rip your head off. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fight you. Like, there's only so much yeah, you can I, say. Like Eddie, yeah, Eddie's, Eddie's the emotion. Eddie's extremely, yeah, it's the, Eddie's extremely creative, and like he's, you can't be creative mm-hmm. when you're only saying like, oh, you fuck me over, I'm gonna fucking stick my fist in your pussy or whatever the fuck he's gonna say, you know? Yeah, I think you said it when you said like it's the like emotional thing. He keeps going to that well, like and. Really, Terry Funk could do that. Well, it's because his feuds been going guys in could do that. Yeah, and that that doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. You know where 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 he has to be in these. It's promos, like he hasn't got to be Jericho yet. So what does Jericho do? Oh, he um, spits fire in his face. Oh, he shaves Ortiz. Oh, he mm-hmm. you know breaks Ruby's arm. Like it's just like this. That says yeah. I think that says a lot about this feud that even Eddie is having trouble getting good promos out of this. Like the mileage is fucking. It's just, it's too high. You know, it's time to fucking send this thing to the fucking junkyard. Mm, yeah, well, I don't know. It might not end up going to the junkyard anytime soon. Yeah, it probably won't. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to AEW Rampage from July 22nd. We have Butcher and the Blade versus Hangman and John Silver. Uh, this was a pretty short, but uh, I thought it was a pretty fun match overall. Uh, you get a really cool finish. Uh with like this double team sequence from John Silver and Hangman, Hangman looked great here. I thought Butcher and Blade looked pretty good. Uh, I kind of wish they had a little bit more time though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about oh, what's Hangman going to look like? You know, now that he's taken a back seat from the main event picture, mm-hmm. and you know, 
every time he's out there, it feels it still feels big and like teaming with John Silver against Butcher and the Blade, who everyone in this match I like, but we're talking about places on card. Mm-hmm. On the card for you know, for him to still come off big like that is is huge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and like you said, Joey, like they got this guy in in their back pocket mm-hmm. and they can pull him out anytime they need, and that doesn't work if he's not just shining in all of his his appearances yeah. and he is. Yeah, I agree with that. And this was fun. I mean, it's awesome to see uh, like them continue their little continuity and everything with the Dark Order and stuff like that. For sure. Do you think and, the Dark uh, Order loses? Uh, Dark Order. Do you think the Dark Order loses <laughs> anything by like all the members that they've lost uh, due to contracts not being resigned and stuff like that? Not really. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they were uh, kind of crowded. <clears throat> so like, if they can actually like give some shine to like who they have left i think that will work out um of course they have to do that they've but... lost so many guys they've lost i haven't seen 10 either has 10 even no 10's been... been around okay so he's been on tv they lost but... they lost alan angels they lost um they lost Stu grayson who was one of the original members yeah which is that to me that's one of the biggest loss losses. i think that, that for sure you know they don't have colt they're not using I mean, colt cabana they're not using colt cabana in that role anymore which honestly he never fit to be fair. So it was like a fun little storyline, but yeah, like yeah. they didn't really do a whole lot with it. Dark Order never did anything for me. I didn't think they did a good job highlighting Grayson or Angels individually. Sure. You know, they had a couple high profile matches or whatever, yeah. like you know, was, like the Danielson stuff when he was kicking all their asses, but I never felt like the Dark Order was more than kind of it was almost like a faceless, you know, faction to me until they got until they got Brody Lee in there. Yeah. So. I also if you I like I always I always thought the core tag team was really good. And then also uh John Silver and mm. uh, Oh yeah, partner. I think they were good. Yeah, and yeah. I thought they were a good they were good. But the um I always thought 10 was pretty good too, but the uh yeah. the core tag team, you know, Stu Grayson and and uh and Evil, Evil Uno, Uno, they were really good and they suffered really hard in the beginning because People didn't know who they were unless you watch like PWG and mm-hmm. uh, they were actually pretty fucking good. And uh, I, I remember looking at like I, I went back and I've seen like the it was it was not that it was kind of recent, but I watched their debut again and I remember it being marred by who are these guys? Who are these guys? But I went back and watched their debut and it was awesome. Like they did really cool fucking moves and that was drowned by who are these guys instead of like whoa crazy new tag like, team like chance yeah of who are yeah these people guys? like people know. were like who are who are you and all that kind of stuff and i remember the internet being like that but they did really fucking cool moves to them uh to the tag teams and then they sat on the throne of dudes uh it's the i think that the thing that hurt it was that and then evil uno being shirtless and like that, yeah. that hurt that hurt it, <laughs> it like, but yeah. that hurt it but like the debut itself was fucking awesome and i was like damn like where was this tag team in the beginning like did they just like get the feedback and then not use them you know in and as like the tag team that they originally wanted to use them as like what happened I mean, it's on it's on it's on AEW booking yeah they've had years well, yeah, they're booking right. to, their booking back then too was kind of like you know you had yeah, a lot of chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. So yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't help. But like, it was cool, and I I feel like 
yeah, maybe it is on booking or whatever, but I I do feel like maybe that core tag team just never got a like its chance to shine. And then of course it was marred by the like like you you referenced it earlier uh December, you know, of you know, a uh, Dark Order like closing the show and everybody hating it and stuff like that and they didn't really come into their own and when they did they were like a comedy like comedy sidekick relief stuff and they never like turned out to be the way they probably should have been and i know like marty Skrull was probably i think was originally supposed to be the um the chosen one and all that kind of stuff exalted one the exalted one and, and really yeah. i didn't realize that i thought he was under that roh contract at the yeah, time he, well I, I think the plan yeah. was uh before he signed his contract, yeah, I think that was the plan. They were they thought they were going to get him, but then yeah. he had that big ROH contract, yeah, and, and they, obviously everything that happened to him, yeah, and then he got canceled and stuff like that. And with that said, Brody Lee was was just fine, and that was helping Brody Lee a lot. And without Brody Lee, um, you know, the sidekicks are not credible anymore. I think yeah, Brody Lee lent legitimacy to the faction or whatever, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it like. I didn't like what he was doing at all with that. I didn't like his gear. I didn't like his promos in the Dark Order. I didn't like what they did with him at all. I, Maybe I'm a dick because obviously did, he's, did you, he's did gone. You, but I, I I like Brody Lee a, a lot. It was, like I was, you know, it was golden age of BTE at least. <laughs> like that, oh yeah, that was that, that stuff that was, was so good. That stuff was like top tier, and I wish it was on TV. But it was just like, um, like the fucking. Dark Order acting like kids and like or like fucking you know knuckleheads and you know and he was the fucking mean boss and stuff and it was mm. awesome it was so like maybe it was good I just yeah dude, I, I I don't BTE. I like myself I like myself too much to watch BTE <laughs> you know and you know it's it's you're right it's 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 a it's, it can be hit or miss and there's some really bad shit on there and uh, but sometimes uh, man, that to stuff be fair they do gold. they did have they did have like a tribute episode to him when he passed away and it had that, like uh, it, like at the highlights um, it didn't have everything but it had a lot of like the stuff with him I mean it might be worth like going your way to watch that that would be worth you know, watching yeah and it was curated it, it really was absolute gold and like you know that's where like the Chili's thing came from and. Um, all the hangman stuff okay. and like that's where john silver yeah. got over like he didn't get over on tv he got over bec- like i did see yeah i did see some of that stuff yeah. that i thought was pretty amusing with him yeah i don't know that dark order is um ever going to be like you they know, probably won't in the limelight yeah. even even you know temporarily except for when that you know they did the promo with with brody's kid a couple weeks ago that was good they do those every so often I thought that one in particular was really good um, until, like, you know, QT came out. <laughs> You're saying that wasn't was what made it? Well. <laughs> QT challenging a All right, a that was funny. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, Dark Order. I, I've never been much of a fan. I've never really, you know, gleaned much entertainment out of it. So maybe I'm the dick. Maybe I'm broken. What's that Reddit thing? Am I the asshole? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. There was like, I think you're, it's, I think you're missing like some of their actual content, which yeah. again, maybe it should have been on TV, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can see you like hating, like what you're talking about, broken Mac Hardy, right? Like, uh, like mm-hmm. maybe you see some of the stuff that's like really bad, like the stuff that not the stuff that got him over. Cause like, if you listen, if to I be could, fair, I think the stuff that was really bad is in part what got him over because like, that was like, everyone was like, you have to watch this. This is like. 
so bad that it might be good, but yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> but like like the stuff in Impact was awesome. Like honestly, it was really good. But the one of the big things was, and I said this before he went to WWE, is like they had people there that produced those segments that were really smart and really good at it. And whenever he left, they did more in Impact like that stuff, and it was just as good, but it had, didn't have the Hardys in it. But it got zero like press or hype because yeah, because like it wasn't Matt Hardy. But I re- I can't remember what it might have been like some kind of tag team thing or something like that. I can't remember, but it had Abyss in it. Um, God, I can't remember. It was it was a, it was Abyss and uh, what was what was the group he was called? He was in called. Um, decay it was like it was decay versus somebody else and that was um what they did it was exactly the same and it was just as good but like i said it when he left and he didn't have the people producing it the way that made it good in the first place it was garbage and it was garbage in wwe well also in wwe he wasn't broken matt hardy for the majority of his run that too yeah so and th- I know that yeah I, I I didn't watch much of that but I know that at one point it was like the biggest story yeah. in wrestling like yeah everyone even people that were lapsed fans were talking yeah. about yep. it and it was like I said the good stuff was good but if you're late on it and you watch the bad stuff then I can totally understand why you didn't like it or have any hopes for it at all that makes sense to me but um yeah this yeah I mean this is kind of the same thing like you know um after Brody passed like. They were mm. just a shell of their former selves, and they're still kind of lovable, but they're never gonna be what I think. There was they a brief be. hope for like that, like babyface run, like that tribute show was like phenomenal. Yeah, right, and like they were really good in it, but they, um, I don't think they really capitalized on it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Right. Um, speaking of Abyss, do you think he's the type of guy that does his grocery shopping and and that one little shelf at the gas station where they have common necessities? <laughs> Like he buys peanut butter and toilet paper and like flour there and stuff. I mean, I I, I think I've seen him like in real life do that actually. To be fair, like yeah, when he came to when he came to, to PCW, like I remember, like uh, I rode with him and Wally. And so... Oh my god! Was, this so such, was, was that the setup transition for that, like, or were you completely unaware that Joey was going to have that? I was completely, I was completely unaware of that. <laughs> so. like, and I, I'm pretty sure we probably stopped at a gas station and he picked up some snacks. <laughs> well, snacks is one I don't thing know. I'm talking about. He like, might have. I don't know. I don't like, know if he got tampons or whatever the fuck he needed. <laughs> tampons. <laughs> I don't know. My muffler. Uh, my muffler. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I, I, we probably got some snacks. Maybe he got like something from there. I don't know. It, that's the closest we're ever gonna know. <laughs> we'll just. We'll just. That's the story. We'll just pretend. You can. You can work it a little bit in in pro wrestling. So, you know. Yeah, he did. Like he bought yeah. some saran wrap, yeah. some foil. Yeah, he bought some saran wrap, foil, some Campbell's soup, mustard, yeah. <laughs> mustard, <laughs> mustard. Yeah, mustard. <laughs> and uh and we'll put him over a little bit he bought some magnum condoms <laughs> yeah, yeah and a package of rubber bands yeah. to help him stay oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man all right so there was a few uh video packages throughout the show that um they repeated on death before dishonor which we already talked about so i'm gonna skip those but we did get a claudio promo where he talks about how the world title is the one thing that's eluded him in his career uh, pretty good promo. Um, he's the best. He says that he's the best because his fans always had his back. 
and he's going to break the foundation of um, you know, Jonathan Gresham. And Tully Blanchard Enterprises is watching it from um, a suite up in the corner. Prince and Hannah is all up in his DMs. He doesn't know it yet. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so weird how last minute that change really was. He's, he's like, he, yeah. like at that point, he's like, Hey, Tully, call me back. <laughs> call me back, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then get a Wardlow promo where he, you know, welcomes his uh, next challenger and says a lot of rhymey things and welcomes everyone to Wardlow's world. I think anytime we have a Wardlow, Wardlow promo in the future, we just need to like create a remix of like the Elmo's World theme and just put that over it. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and you, like put his Wardlow voice. promo. He, he's like Wardlow's World. Wardlow's World. <laughs> La 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 la. War the yeah. He fucking <laughs> he sucks. I mean, <laughs> like like his promos <laughs> suck. And like honestly, I forgot all about him. <laughs> I've already forgotten about him. Like I don't even like. Yeah. I'm like oh man, I hope Wardlow's on the show. I'm over it already. <laughs> well, I think the thing is too. It's just there's so much like I mean, especially like there's just certain things that are like stand out so much that it's like you just want like less of the stuff that you're just like eh, it's Wardlow, you know. Like, <laughs> next up, we have quite the match: Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty, the titular opportunity of a lifetime. The first thing out of Excalibur's ma- mouth is that this is the second time the two have met in the ring. So he's had two. Yeah. He's had two opportunities of the lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Whoops. god. <laughs> Yeah, they need to put that together. Oh my god, dude! This is all on Matt uh, Seidel. Yeah, right. It's just like, I mean, it was just such a bizarre. Like, I don't. That, that promo was so bizarre last week, and then like it just leads to like you know, just Excalibur buries it basically, right? Like, yeah, yeah this is second time two had a match. It's like the um, I don't. I don't think this is the reference, but it's like the the Rock Racina, right? Once in a lifetime, and then they ha- they have a rematch the next WrestleMania. If you are, um, I mean Dante Martin, you're, count- if you're counting on those guys to give you, yeah, <laughs> that's if you're counting on WWE's copy to hold any weight. Then uh, you know Orton and Edge is fucking the match everybody should be studying. Oh God, <laughs> it's the best match ever. Um, what do you guys think of this though? I mean, just as a as a rematch, I guess, but just. In a vacuum, what did you think of the wrestling match? It was okay. Guys? I thought it was pretty good. It was it was like yeah, like yeah. very like you know it wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but I mean it wasn't insane. But I thought it was pretty good. And uh, this is the one where Lee Moriarty cheats to win, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, Stokely comes out and watches. Jr. has this weird line saying, "Who died and made Stokely president?" I mean, like, do you have to be president to just watch a match from the ramp? Right. You have to be the president. So. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. we're gonna see a uh, Joe Biden just you know pop up on the ramp someday and watch the match, and then little kids will run up and you know push his leg hairs down. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, Lee wins with the uh, like. There's like this roll up sequence, and then he like holds the rope to keep it, and uh, he wins. Then my, Matt Seidel cuts a promo so that he believed in him, but now he believes he'll have to kick his ass. This is the best Matt Seidel <laughs> promo of all time. Yeah, it was actually pretty it good, but bad. it was just like it was just like thinking of like how like dorky he normally is and like <laughs> if he cut These guys, I mean Martin and fucking um uh, Moriarty should be on like opening pay per views or maybe like in 
the lower card of the pay-per-view and like the super crazy to Jerry spot, you know, yeah. like those types of mm. spots. And those, the matches should be that good and be that hyped, but it, it's not quite that. I know those here anyway, and I know those guys are capable of that. That's what this needs to be like. Those guys are next level athletes. Yeah, they were good. They're really good. And I, yeah, and I thought everything that they did worked, but they need time and that creativity and they need some direction. And I think that, you know, they could, they could be in those spots mm-hmm. and having those really, cause I, th- those matches are super memorable to me on those old ECW cards. Sometimes mm-hmm. more memorable than the main. Yeah, events. like the like so. the fucking one that they kept running back, like Tajiri and Super Crazy and mm-hmm. um, and Little Guido, like all the like the mix of the three, and then and then they would have those. Then yeah. they had those tag team matches with like Danny Doring, Danny Doring and Roadkill, and you know against like Nova and like you know insert person here and Simon Diamond. Like the, they had a really good like undercard. Yeah, they did, and so I don't you know that. There's your model, Tony Can, and you were supposedly there for some of that because you got good grades. Because <laughs> he got good grades. <laughs> yeah, so moving on, we had uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter with Rebel uh, cradling a sandbag like it's a baby versus Sky Blue and Ashley Dembois. Carrying it like a baby. <laughs> That's what she's doing. She's cradling yeah. a sandbag. It yeah. looks just like a baby. Like, but uh, I can't believe she's still bringing that out. Holy shit, they're running with that. Right? I thought that was like a one-time little meta thing that they did. <laughs> they're, 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 that's going to be the uh, impetus of this feud. Uh, JR says this weird thing that uh, he acknowledges that Britt and Jamie have never won a match together, which I didn't fact check this, but he then said, so that means it would be smart money to bet on them. Like they're eventually going Law to win at some point. Yeah, I'm like yeah, they're gonna eventually. Like, they're eventually gonna win at some point. It was just so weird. I was God, like, Jesus Christ. Better reason to bet on them was it was you know the two women's man eventers versus two jobbers. Yeah. But who was uh? It was Sky Blue God. and what, what was the other? Uh, what was her Ashley name? Dembois. I think. Hey, is she it? good? I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, I thought, yeah, she, I thought was, she was pretty excellent. Yeah, I, in fact. Yeah, and when so when Britt puts her finisher on her, dude, her facial expression is great. Like she looks, oh my god, it's happening yeah. to me! Like horror. Oh, I've never seen anybody do that good of a job with it. Yeah, she yeah. was good. Man, was let's good. see more of her. How do you spell her name? I don't. I, I can't remember uh, her name. I I wrote down D apostrophe A M B. I think it's O I. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'm seeing like who she was trained by, which there's no inf- uh Damian Adams, whoever that is from New Jersey. Yeah, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I thought she was good. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, that's it. I mean like yeah, it was that's, whatever. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't much. It to was this. a week. I mean, they, it, I mean, it was it was a good solid episode of Rampage, but it's it was a oh no, a there's little, there's more to this episode. Is, about. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was a little weak weaker on, on for the most part though. Uh, there was this weird Aria Davari video package that looked like a commercial, and I just thought like it had like slipped into like the feed that I was watching. And I was like, "Oh no! Like this is like totally like this is the guy that's coming." Like, okay, of all the people that that they've never done hype packages for for people that were coming to to AEW, like we get one for Aria Davari. Not that he's not good; he's fine, but like hilarious. Yeah, it's really weird because they don't do those that much. Mm-mm. And the next segment, 
It's not our main event, but it might be the main event of the show. The rap battle. Yeah. Judged by yeah. a little scrappy. Oh, no. A little scrappy. Take us away, Joey. Oh, God. Wait, okay, so I start, right? Okay, so this is... Yeah, okay. you're, you're, you're playing Listen, the role of Austin Gunn. This is my first time, okay, being a part of this. Oh, my God, you're going to do Yeah, it. so I got to be Austin Gunn, all right? Hit the fucking music. There was no music for this. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Look! <laughs> you want to hit it anyway? <laughs> yeah, it yeah give week. it to me anyway so I don't sound like a complete idiot. More than I already am. All right. Just leave the music playing the whole song. All right, here we go, motherfuckers. Look! I'm not scared of you, mister. Why would I be scared of one of Bobby Lashley's sisters? Here's the secret. You dated Chris Statt. Let me tell you where you went wrong with that. I'll give you a little teaser. It's because Edward Scissorhands over here couldn't please her. Now, before you talk about daddy ass, your daddy's rich caster. So let's talk about which daddy cast, which daddy's career ended faster. He played tight end. Poems, is that giving you a fever? When y'all role play, is that why you're always the wide receiver? The acclaimed in the guns. It'll end, I'll end it right here. Right here in Georgia! So have a great day. And I got two words for ya! Suck it. Okay, first of all, this didn't play out like I thought it was going to. Because I th- I thought for sure he was going to come out and do like really, really bad shit. And then his hype men were going to be... Yo. You know, remember that viral video where the guy was like, here's the number. It's the wrong number. And then everyone would <laughs> yeah. just fucking fall out. Remember yeah. that? I thought it was going to be something like that where he's terrible. But dude, his shit was really... But it was actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. But you know what? It's a rap battle and Davies like you're you're talking over the over uh, EOD's yeah, next gotta, part. Yeah, it's yeah, a rap gotta, battle. You yeah. got to go back and forth. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We we're, this is a podcast though. We're fucking yeah, we're doing commentary here, right. and then we'll get to okay. back. Come on. All right, okay, okay. I didn't. I was gonna say though. I did not realize uh, until I saw like a video later that uh, Max Caster was in fact one of Bobby Lashley's sisters for that infamous segment. It wasn't Max oh Caster. God. It was uh, it was Anthony Bowens. Or was it Bowens? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I looked that up too. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> was like, Remember they did that segment? Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know about that, but holy shit! Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, these indie guys. A lot of them were extras. Like I know there was one. Uh, I think uh, Ricky was like one of like the soldiers in like Rusev's entrance at WrestleMania with the tank. Oh shit! So like yeah, there's like a lot of like weird like. <laughs> Like these Remember were- when CM Punk was like the, a mobster yeah. for fucking John Cena yeah. in Chicago? Just extra work and stuff like that. All right, so the next part. Yo, 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 listen. On the mic, I'm untouchable. You only playing. You rapping? That's cultural appropriation. A white guy with a tough little rap voice? Your whole style's booty. That's why they call you ass boys. Uh, okay, like fucking round one to fucking the fucking yeah, yeah, dude. In terms of fucking just pure fucking diss. All right, right. It, yeah, dude. All right, all right. So then the ass boys part two. You say you're the best rap wrestler. Oh wait, fuck. <laughs> it, this, no, it's, it's, it's weird. That's uh, yeah. You say you're the best EOD, rap wrestler. He never fucking takes a break. rap. This is we're rap. You say you're the best rap wrestler alive, but you ain't even good. At, good at that i'd stick to rap but shit you ain't even good at that what's up with that oh by the way john cena wants his gimmick back this is where he lost the fucking rap battle (laughs) yo austin gunn wow you never thought to run 
I've been that since your daddy's been called the one. I'm the real star player. I'm the Hawks. I'm the young. I served you and your uh, chick with my awesome tongue. Yo, I thought you had uh, heat. You want something... Uh, you wasn't smoking me once. Bowen's got a bigger spark when he's uh, holding a blunt. Now I get to give it to you raw, so you're closer to done. Serving you is the only way I'm owning a gun. I beat you, Colton and Billy, from Oakland, uh, Oklahoma to Philly. Clo uh, choking you silly. Why? Because I'm so I'm sewing my my grizzy, throwing my millie, throwing a bomb. You know the acclaimed. I'm a Zach Wilson. I'll be showing your mom. Uh, my awesome, uh, showing my, your mom the skill. Go for the kill. Yo, you only go for the hair replacement surgery. I've opened the bill. Hold on, I'm gonna shut it down real quick. How's it feel to have a dad known, known for showing his crotch? And do you, re and to do the reality show that nobody watched? You fired, uh, you tried working in ROH, but your ass couldn't cut it. Tony bought the whole company just to burn your match footage. I'm rap bullets till the fans make the clap noise. No, I'm not a gun guy, that would be a bad choice. But I still put a shell on you like a blastoise. No matter what, <laughs> you're just a couple of ass boys. And then part three. Uh, yo, 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 listen. I'm not an ass boy. I'm not an ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they brawl. And the guns do win the brawl, at least. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think, I think Austin had the harder disses. And yeah, early on, but I think like the like at the the end was like better. I don't know. Max Caster's delivery was pretty good. So, oh yeah, I, I might not. Have done I think it EOD really fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but this was a fun segment. I I, I enjoyed watching it. They had some extra like hype dudes out there yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh dude's playing out like i thought it was going to and then austin opened strong i couldn't believe it i thought for sure he was going to just fucking like bomb or whatever you know intent yeah was, yeah you know the story is that he sucks but he didn't but, he didn't um, he didn't bomb immediately mm -mm, no i give it to fucking austin and he fucking won the rap battle just Jeez. for that opening round come on i mean he the choked pretty good. Yeah. that's a disqualification yeah yeah i guess so but he didn't have to mention the local sports teams to get over either. So, the, do you think that the the, the um, Edward Scissorhand remarks was about you know him doing the scissor thing or him having long nails when he was fingering Chris Statlander? I, I'm pretty sure it was just like the scissoring. Thing. Oh, okay. She told maybe, everybody. Maybe, that, maybe there was a really in reference yeah. that we didn't know. He cut me. He cut me. She, <laughs> yeah, she told everybody in the locker room that she's all cut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like a coat hanger was up in there. Oh, oh my god. god these fucking with this fucking these fucking laws bro god. who needs a coat hanger when you got our boy oh god. <laughs> max caster god. oh my god instead of um when they when they do like um protests with the with they would hold up the clothes hangers now they can just fucking put max caster <laughs> on their fucking shoulders and show up oh my god it's, good. it's gone too far yeah, we went a little too far. Um, all right, that takes us to the main event. Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. Uh, I thought this was pretty solid, um, what you'd expect. I kind of wish they had a little bit more time, but uh, 
uh, Lethal yeah, wins. Yeah. Uh, Joe does not show up, even though the crowd's chanting for him until the pay per view. <clears throat> Is there any doubt that Christopher Daniels at some point did Vampire the Masquerade LARPing? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. That dude, he, he, no doubt. he loves comics and shit, so I don't know. He does. He does like have that vibe, like where he just like he looks like a comic character. I've, well, I've always thought he looked like a vampire, the masquerade fucking larper, like going back to the, yeah, going back like to like like, like from the nineties, yeah, 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 like <laughs> not like up. a modern one, but he uh, he's definitely. Um, I thought this was cool. Like, I mean, at least he's he's really good. His eye is all fucked up, and it looks badass for uh, whatever he's going for. And um, you know, he came out to his like uh, his decent impact music. I, I, you know, it, it makes me, you know, I don't really like Impact's like style, like their music and stuff like that, but it's, it's crazy how lost the like wrestling music has, is, has been like with, uh, with music that has like a good theme that fits the characters. And there's a few, but like I, it, this kind of reminds me of that, you know? And I remember I was watching, I was watching ta- like I, I was, was, uh, going down the rabbit hole after, um, some things happen and I was just, I found like some Taz matches and I found a match of him versus like, uh, the mean street posse and then like the mean street posse coming out and they had that fucking music. And I was like, this is like iconic and they hardly did anything in the company. Like what happened to music that fit the fucking characters? I guess it's subjective. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely subjective. Like, I mean, obviously like, you know, jungle boys music is awesome and it works, but it also fits him. You know, f- yeah. fucking Wardlow comes out and he's got like a fucking weird metal song and he's just like, I just want it to be hard. You know, it doesn't fucking fit him at all. It's just all over the place. It sounds very chaotic. It's it's a uh, play another song for me. That one yeah. wasn't heavy. Yeah, that one heavy, heavier, <laughs> heavier. Don't you know this is Wardlow's world? It needs to be heavy. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, I mean, shit like that. Even CM Punk coming out to his fucking lame music, and I know that's a hot take. Fuck his fucking garbage music. But yeah, like that is a hot take, right? Like it works for almost everyone else on the planet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They could do better. I don't see him switching at this point. You know, he already did that. Yeah, he would never switch. It's just an example. Yeah, he might like do the throwback like every so often, but yeah, I don't. don't, He'll never switch like permanently. He goes back to fucking what was that kill switch and gauge or whatever. (laughs) You know, I hate that, but it fit him better. You know, it had like in the in the and it had like a lot of energy at the beginning. You know, this fucking his this cult of personality song is just so laid back and it's so like not straight edge. Oh, kind (laughs) of like CM Punk's fucking kind of like CM Punk's in ring style these days. Especially on those lariats. Real laid back. <laughs> that those lariats is like um if the Living Color song was on a, an LP and the fucking needle started to skip. Oh my god. <laughs> Straight up. Like the record was scratched. That's the yeah. yeah, that's 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 the uh, that's the punk shot lariat. Yeah. The punk shot lariat? I like it. That's what he called it. Is that what he called it? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, thank God he called it something different because it's awful. <laughs> Sodom, I remember Body Slams, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, this yeah. was kind of like, on one hand, it kind of sucks to see two like ROH like icons or whatever having like a, a build match where Daniels is, you know, essentially just getting tossed around at the end and it's really abbreviated and cut down for TV. It reminds me of, very much of like um, a TNA type TV match. Oh, they were both there too. Yeah. Precisely. I, 
And without even remembering that, it kind of felt like that to me. So anyway, but you know, this, it was still good. With that said, it was still a good idea building, building for the paper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think they, they, like, this was like the perfect opponent to like build up for that paper. Yeah. And you're, and show you're off probably the right. And stuff like that. Yeah. I think yeah. And like, they've got the history and yeah, it was yeah. good. Just want to say again, how awesome FTR versus the Briscoes was. I don't know if we got that over. <laughs> I don't think we <laughs> did. Can we talk yeah. about it again? I've just been. Let's do like a live watch at the end of this episode. I yeah, still can't decide yeah. which one is better. It's and whichever one, you know, you decide, you know, you can't fault it, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Throw for winners. Well, I got a feeling dynamite this week is gonna absolutely suck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well that statement ages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh fuck. Well, somebody wanna fucking take me out with a fucking crotch zip? Yeah, so yeah, thanks for fucking listening, as always. Uh, join up on our, our Discord. It's starting to pop off. People are joining and chatting and stuff like that and making jokes and sharing stuff and sharing memes and newsworthy items, and it's been great so far. So join up. It's in our link tree in the description of this episode you're listening to right now. And uh, may your week be filled with many monster pops. Catch you guys later. So long. <laughs>